0: What about you? What's your
1: story? My story, um, I am what is commonly known as a serial killer. Um, I don't love that nomenclature. I sort of consider myself a murderer, but uh, my numbers are such that I am now classified as a serial killer. Serial killer. I, yes, I am a killer. I have killed 39 people. This is something that I love to do. It's the greatest job in the world. It's what I'm built to do. Um, but I'm also turning 40 this year, which is like... Uh, grazing the beards, a lot of stuff happening, and it's making me a little midlifey, and it's kind of sent me into a little bit of a spiral. And I think I fucked myself in the head. I don't trust my instincts anymore, and I feel like I may have lost what made me great. There was a time in my life when I would meet a man at a bar, and I would take him outside, and lay him on the floor and I would put a knife in his chest and, and gut him open and, and open his insides and the universe would reveal itself to me and it was beautiful. And I felt part of every time and every place that had ever existed, it, it was my religion. But now it, it's like a job. And it makes me really fucking sad. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. <laughs>
0: <Stay done! laughs>
1: it is
2: episode 88. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, the only podcast that makes the promise that if you ever get your head cut off, we will snuggle fuck it. <laughs> My name is Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And uh, if you've never seen the movies uh, Creep or Creep 2, you will not get that joke. But if you have, snuggle fuck.
3: <laughs> and if you haven't, we will still snuggle fuck your skull. We don't care.
2: <laughs> oh, how you guys doing?
3: Good. Yes. Good.
2: Yeah. It's uh, Thursday. Oh, boy. Yeah, well... It's not Wednesday. It's yeah. Thursday. We're a day off. What was the deal? Why are we recording on a different day this year? No, I had to work yesterday. Oh, my God. I had I had a little bit of workage thrown my way about like 24 Stupid hours before... Stupid,
0: ignorant uh, adult. I
2: know.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: adulting sucks.
1: Responsibility. I've, I've had the no, whole no. adulting
0: sucks
2: conversation at least like four or five times this week with different people, and I'm pretty sure that just no one's got it down. No one knows what they're doing.
3: Adulting's the same as being a kid. It's just... Uh, not just fun. There's, uh, there's <laughs> other, there's other smaller people involved and wives and more work and you know, what? You need to clarify. You need to clarify what, uh... with the kids having kids. Oh, I thought like maybe like you what lived with like
2: fuck? I thought you like lived with a bunch of midgets or
0: something like that. <laughs> little people. Sorry, little people. <laughs> and, and, and you know what I had to do because you had to work last night and we had to take the night off. I had to go to bed early. I was asleep by like 11 o'clock. I woke up on my own without an alarm at 5.45 in the morning, and I got up for the day.
3: <laughs> that's what I did. Did you, yeah. did you go read the paper? at the, uh, the Read the local tribune at the table while having your coffee?
0: No, I actually took my coffee out of my patio, and I listened to the birds chirp in the woods behind your <laughs>
3: place. I, dude, dude, don't that's
0: knock real... that. Oh, no. It was that's, awesome. That sounds that's like my a dream. Favorite, right? And then at 7.30, the construction started in the parking lot next oh, over man. on the other side of the woods, so I got to beep. Beep, beep,
2: beep. that's uh that's my favorite part of camping just get up early and make a cup of coffee if you have the means to make coffee and just sit by the fire that's still smoldering from the night before mm-hmm. or whatever oh you know? yeah but like just the, stoke, the, the... stoke
3: it back up exactly. be, the, be the hero that stokes the fire and has yeah, it for... going when everybody <laughs> crawls out of their tent hung over yep, you're like yep i've been up for hours guys we've never done that before <laughs> so i saw a uh i saw <laughs> something weird today we were, we your, took our... Your, your penis? <laughs> I haven't seen that in years, man. Uh, no, we we, we took our, our daughter to the doctor today for a checkup, you know, because okay. she just turned three. And when we were leaving, we were driving down Frazo over in, uh, I guess that's technically Roseville still. Okay. And we noticed that all the, all the streets to our left had a cop car parked horizontally, like, blocking them off. Mm-hmm. So I started looking down the streets, and I see a cop with an ar-15 walking up to a house i was like what the fuck is going on so we ended up we got home we ended up finding out on on the news later uh or earlier rather that um somebody had started firing off shots in that neighborhood no kidding and then got in a car chase with the cops and then crashed into a house and then like ran off so i saw what was essentially a manhunt looking for this person. Nice. Yeah, pretty messed up.
2: That happened to me one time going to work. I was uh, I was actually at, at the end of my street. Uh, I was going down towards uh, the water, down mm-hmm. towards Jefferson. And uh, I get to the end of the street, and there's, like, four cop cars, the sw- like the SWAT van. And they're all at the very end house of the street, mm-hmm. uh, down by the medical center, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and they were all swarming the house. They are at the front door with the the, the door buster in her, the, the <laughs> battering Ramrod. The, ram- the Ram, the
3: Ramstein.
2: Ram- ramstein. The ramstein. Uh
3: Ramstein.
2: They, they were about to do house the door down, and uh, I stopped my car. I'm like, "Well, I, am I supposed to drive past this? Like, I don't <laughs> like what is going on." Yes, drive and, so fast. And the guy looks at me. And he's like, "Wait, go, go!" And I'm like, like, "Don't stop!" I'm like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to know? Well,
3: that's because I They
2: look at you like, like you're supposed to know what to do in these situations. It's like. I don't want to get like in the crossfire. Like if they're shooting in, that means that somebody could potentially be shooting out. Well, that's why you.
3: That's <laughs> why you. You get away from this situation. You don't just sit there and park your car. Well, I get it,
2: but yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so, have you guys done anything else? Mm-hmm. Not really.
3: Just I, been hanging uh, out, enjoying the weather, doing some yard work, and adulting. You know, adulting. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I finished the new Lost in Space show on uh, Netflix. Oh, did you? How was Fantastic. it? Fantastic.
3: Was it really? Really, really
2: good. Cool. Yeah. yeah, highly I'm recommend gonna... it to anybody if they're into like sci-fi, you know, space shenanigans.
3: It's uh, it's, it's very good. Cool. That's on Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> is there anybody? Is uh, are there any uh, notable Posey. actor? Okay,
2: Parker Posey's in it. Um. I think that is... She's probably the biggest. Okay. Excuse me. Uh,
0: But yeah. Cool. Cool. Super good. I just had a chill week, man. Just uh, had a few busy weeks lining up, so I took this week a little easy. Except on one day, did a a full overhaul, cleaning everything, all the carpets scrubbing all day long and everything. And we have a cat, and he's the best cat ever, but he's never gone to the bathroom in the house, never had a hairball, puked anything. And so the day after I spend 10 hours scrubbing carpets underneath everything... (laughs) I wake up to make coffee and I hear cat vomit on the fresh, clean carpet. On the carpet? Yeah. I already took the machine back. Oh, of course. What'd you do? What'd you clean it with? Oh, I picked it up with some paper towel, got some alcohol, and scrubbed it all out and cleaned Just it all real well. Pouring
2: while. bourbon on the carpet. <laughs> one for the carpet, one for me.
0: One wrong kind of
3: alcohol, but. <laughs> what a prick. I mean, yeah. you could have at least like walked into the kitchen and done a the linoleum. Punch and, and, and Puncher ditch. And now that he has
0: to wash monkey.
2: the walls because there's a blood stain on it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I no longer have a cat either. <laughs> but, he's no oh. longer, but he's no longer vegan, so that's your, that's weird. Your cat's name is Thomas O'Malley, isn't it? It is after okay. the Aristocats. I didn't know that until because uh, I, I had never actually seen the movie Aristocats until last week. Neither have I. My daughter wanted to watch it because we own it and. They meet Thomas O'Malley, I was like, no shit, that's that's his cat. <laughs> yeah, the other
0: uh, rescue we got him from, he has he looks like he's wearing a tuxedo with one sleeve rolled up. So he has a
3: black arm and a white arm and the rest looks like a tux. So he looks so he looks like a like a super debonair guy who's shooting pool. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to roll the one sleeve up so, when you're shooting pool. And the Aristocats
0: is an orange cat that has an orange arm and a white arm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the, uh, the rescue parents uh, named it right after. We that's kept cool. the name. So I, cool. uh,
2: I absolutely love that movie. Uh, my favorite part is when uh, Thomas O'Malley and his family walk into the talent agency. And they go, boy, have we got a show for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the Aristocrat. I, I, have you?
3: Oh, oh, you're talking about you're talking about the joke. I like I like oh, the South Park the There's a movie, there's a documentary about it. It's fantastic. Explain what that is, just in case people don't know what you're it's, talking about. It's it's known
2: as the dirtiest joke in comedy, and it's it's the joke that comedians use to one up each other, and it's basically a family walks into the talent agency. Boy, have we got a show for you! It starts off with, and then they just go into the most vile. They things. basically
3: just improv the, the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, right? but it's
2: like. You want to talk about? Uh, like everyone knows that Bob Saget is not uh, the guy who he was on like Full House. He's no Danny Tanner. Um, he has the most vile, most disgusting, just the worst thing you can possibly imagine.
3: Like it's pretty. It's pretty isn't. Like the general consensus in the comedy world is that Bob Saget nailed it.
2: I right. careful how you say that, <laughs> but yeah, um,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: they're they're talking about take. You know I don't even I'm gonna say it. Yeah, Watch the movie. I don't, movie. Yeah. I don't, I, I <laughs> don't even feel comfortable saying what he says. To we can allow the listeners
0: at the second to pause. pause. Yes, yeah.
2: listen to <laughs> it. At <laughs> least go to YouTube. And, at least go to YouTube and look at Bob Saget aristocrat joke yeah,
3: and. Oh God! I'm gonna look it up at the break. It is, it is vile. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's move on. Yeah.
2: Yes. Uh, some <clears throat> corrections from last week. Sure. Stupid! You're so stupid! Yes, we are. All right. Uh, so uh, three corrections uh, this week. Uh, first being um, the aristocrat joke that I was telling you is actually from South Park. It is not from Bob Saget. <clears throat>
3: Okay. That's the first one. Well, not Bob just, Saget. Because we just watched it. we just it. watched it. And if you've not, <laughs> Go on YouTube and look up... South, or don't. South Park the Aristocrat. Yes, do it. It's, oh, my God. It's the, vile now, and hilarious.
2: We watched the Bob Saget one, too. The Bob Saget one's great, also too. Vile, it's a also vile. Also hilarious. It's a little bit more off the rail. I guess oh they're both God. off the rails, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, do yourself a favor and um, never show that to anybody. Um, <laughs> all right. Secondly, uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark is the name of the book by Michelle... Uh, McNamara... Oh, my God. How do you say last name? Pat Mac- Oswalt. McNamara? Mac- McNamara. Yep, I, that's it. I'm
3: not looking at it, but... Um, yeah, so Michelle
2: McNamara wrote the book, uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, about the Golden State Killer. You had mentioned that it came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I It actually came out February 27th, 2018. So, within the last month and a half or so. Oh two
3: Two months. Didn't I... I, no, I talked I, about well, this last week, didn't I? Did I, I thought, say that I it I thought came...
2: that was relatively recently, and you said it was a couple of years ago, but... Just for oh, clarification's okay. sake. Uh, and then also, uh, Darlin, We were talking about the woman, uh, how uh, Pollyanna McIntosh was yes. doing the third movie in that series called Darlin. Mm-hmm. Darlin was the youngest daughter in the family that was holding the woman, Pollyanna McIntosh's character, captive in the woman.
3: So she was So at the end of the <clears throat>
2: movie, if I remember correctly, spoilers. Don't spoil it. I haven't at seen at it. At the end of the movie, though, <clears throat> the 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 daughter of the family basically gets taken okay. by her and she raises her fairly gotcha so this movie would be way more in the future when she's a teenager okay cool so but yeah darlin is the was not originally part of the cannibal family
3: right on uh, that's it. That's it. That's all we got. That's all. All right. Well this week uh, Like Michael said earlier, we're talking about the movies creep and creep 2
2: now You've been wanting me to watch these movies for a long time
3: I watched creep a long time ago, uh, and I really liked it it's found footage and uh, Mark Duplass is in it I'm a big fan of the league which uh, Seeing him in in these movies. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird because he's such a he's just a jackass on the league and and I don't know, he did a really Which, good job of being a total creep in these if movies. If you've
2: never watched The League, <clears throat> highly, highly recommend it. Even if you're not a sports fan. Yeah, I, even if I'm you're
3: not into fantasy f- football, yeah. it's it's hilarious. It's, you don't yeah. have to be to, to watch it. So, Forever unclean! <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week, in honor of week. the the creep movies, Michael went out and from Revolution Brewing again, Wow, roll. Uh, this is. We drank two Revolution Brewing beers two weeks ago when our buddy Tank was here. I don't know the, how that didn't break? That's
2: like indented so far. <laughs> yeah, we
3: have we have five five cans out of the six here because Bought they fell out of back. Mike's. They fell out of Mike's car. I
2: grabbed the plastic bag and the handle
3: ripped and they fell out of the car. Uh, so this is a little crazy, Belgian style pale ale. I don't know who that. That cat is on the on the can. Looks but like he, uh, he what's his look, face he from he does Harry, Harry like, Potter.
0: Hagrid's oh, it looks like
3: Hagrid. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Also, kind of looks like Jerry Garcia a little bit. A little bit. Um, but he has Vin Diesel's arms <laughs> 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 and Vin Diesel's cock uh, in his Blah! mouth.
2: If the singer <clears throat> of Motion City soundtrack was a fat hipster, that's what this guy looks like.
3: Isn't, isn't <laughs> the singer of Motion City
2: soundtrack a fat hipster? <laughs> <No. laughs> Mixed with Claudio Sanchez. Mixed with yeah, he, we're getting somewhere now.
3: All right. So uh, this is a. Uh, Bel that's weird, they call it a. on on the can it says Belgian style pale ale. On the on the internets it's Belgo style pale ale. Hmm. Belgo. Belgo before
2: typo we, Before we crack it. hmm You can read the description, but yeah. wait to
3: crack it. Alright. Okay. Uh, a Pilsner malt base provides a nice toasty flavor with hints of caramel and enough fermentable sugar to make this a rather substantial beer. The Belton-style pale ale is brewed with Magnum, Cascade, and Citra hops in the brew house and then dry hopped with a blend of Citra and Cascade. I dry this... hopped your mom <laughs> At least my mom's <laughs> on an 80s splatter fest. This drives home the aromas of fresh citrus, rind, to make this a very drinkable and extremely aromatic beer. Alcohol by volume, 6.8%. Bitterness is 35 IBUs. Now, this says it's dry hopped with Citra uh, and Cascade, so I, it's going to have kind of that the hazy IPA sort okay, of taste. Okay. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. Fruit, when, uh, fruit forward or whatever. Before fuck. you open it.
2: When this uh, when the first can broke open, yeah. there was two little puncture holes in the bottom of the can okay. and I was trying to save it and uh, it got all over my hands and everything. Uh-huh. And I t- told Jay, this beer smells a lot like our arch nemesis.
3: Bigfoot's dick?
2: The other one. Oh, um... M-G... Tea. No, it does. This is a Jay smelled it's a, it too. It's a Belgian style pale. It smells pail. like, not... maybe not exactly, but it has like the same properties or something. Like, I don't know. <clears> so beer, so I'm, like, I'm nervous about on. trying. This. No, no, no,
3: because the the smell of a like a a beer mist. Regardless of the the style of beer, is always going to smell kind of similar. There's something about it aerating. Like oh, that, I hope that you're right. Not I,
0: necessarily the air, but it got all over his hands. It started yeah, dripping yeah, all over. It was and smelling the actual, the actual beer. Was on my. It hand. had that old it, school. Just I want an old normal beer kind of yeah scent to it.
2: So I'm hoping that it tastes better than it smells. Well, it's correct. So take a take a smell though before you. <laughs> it just went straight <laughs> up my nose. He okay, out of the can. It's not as bad. No, no not as much. the same. No.
3: All right, cheers, okay, boys. Okay. Maybe it was just your fingers. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> were, were, <laughs> you, were you fingering an OIS? before I, you came I always over. thought
0: MGD kind of smelled like butt.
3: <laughs> Listen, I got nothing. It's nice. That's no, good, man. Yeah,
2: pretty
3: good. Ooh, you leave old Jorge alone. You taste something weird on the <laughs> on the back end, on the butt end of it, like like an old butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that, on the back end, it's got that weird, rotten uh, avocado taste.
2: Not as much as the
0: other ones, though.
3: I just taste lemon drops. Not as much as, oh. Yeah, we're also drinking, or e- <laughs> e- eating uh, old-fashioned hard candies from Clay's.
0: Yeah, pardon the uh, click,
3: click, click, click on the teeth from the first 16 minutes of the show. <laughs> I was like, crap, I, I hear that in my in my headphones. Well, I always, I always buy these Clay's hard candies because uh, my wife's maiden name. And my in-laws' current name is Clay's, so I, I saw them in a in a store one day, and they have a flavor called Whorehound. So I picked them up. I was like, Hey, they, they named a candy after you, <laughs> just your as a wife, joke. Your, your because wife my wife lucky is a woman. She's a saint. And uh, but man, Clay's They're makes good. they make a damn good hard candy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, All right. uh, yeah, I, All right. that's good. I like it. So that's what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Yes, sir. Why don't we get into the bleed
2: feed? all right it is the bleed feed the only place where you can bleed and feed at the same time,
3: you need to come up with something <laughs> before you start talking. <laughs> I know, right?
2: All right, uh, so we got to start off the way we always love to start off. Mm, yeah. A couple of deaths. Uh, deaths of creature actors this week. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the first guy, uh, Noble Craig. First off, what a name. What a name. <laughs> noble Craig. He was, Craig was very noble.
3: Craig was a, no- Craig was a, a noble, noble. man,
2: um, which I'm sure you heard a thousand times in his lifetime. <laughs> uh, so you might not know the name Noble Craig. Uh, he was a creature performer that was in uh, some of the some of the biggest movies ever. He didn't do a whole lot, but uh, he played characters in
3: Ah. He played one, characters one of my favorites. in
2: Poltergeist Two, The Other Side, Big Trouble in Little China, The Blob, Nightmare on Elm Street Five, The Dream Child, and his very last role was 1989. In Bride of Reanimator, the end of Bride of Reanimator, uh, Herbert West is tunneling from his laboratory into the uh, graveyard, yep. and there's that weird creature that has like the foot on its arm. Oh, and, like yeah. that was that was Noble oh, Craig. I know. Uh, so that was his last role. Um, he was a. Uh, I hope, I hope I'm hope getting this right. I believe he was a Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, only like 16 days into his tour, he stepped on a mine. Oh. And it blew off both of his legs and an arm. Wow. And he came, he survived. He came back and uh, found himself to be perfect for certain creature roles. Yeah. Like, and talk, that
3: started his career. Talk about making the best out of a bad situation, sure. you know? Crazy. I feel like,
2: I feel like if, if that happened to me, that's exactly what I would do. I would like, okay, I, I'd look at myself and go, what i have now or don't have that makes me valuable and stuff like that is absolutely it yeah you become indispensable so the guys that don't have uh like like lower uh body Mm -hmm. they're cut off the abdomen or the legs Mm -hmm. they do zombie movies all the time a lot of the same guys do those same roles because you can be that corpse with no legs crawling around on the ground and it can be done practically yeah um and there's a lot of guys that do like just that and i mean at the popularity of zombie movies nowadays Mm -hmm. like that's you're always in demand. Yeah. Um so yeah, this guy made the best of uh, of a bad situation and uh he uh, he passed away this uh this past week. So I know I don't have a uh age or how he died, but um he passed away, so rest in peace. Rest in peace. Also, uh John Altamara I mm-hmm. uh, you would know him best as playing the Toxic Avenger mm-hmm. in parts two and three, which uh some of my favorite movies. I love the Toxic Avenger movies as crass and un-PC as they are especially <laughs> that first movie oh, oh
3: man um, that first movie like there's, there's some stuff I, in that I, movie I that... think I've said it before but I, I, I saw that movie at way too young of an age and it just messed me up but yep you, still thought, still you thought awesome, there were huh? certain
2: things that you were supposed to jerk off
3: to and certain things you weren't. And then I was Boy, in this, were you in for a I was surprise. in this weird limbo where I'm just like, I'm still jerking it, but <laughs> I I don't know if I'm supposed to be liking it.
2: Um, so, yeah, he played Doxic Avenger in parts two and three. Uh, he passed away with a heart attack. Relatively young. Again, I don't have an age, mm. but he, was re- he looked like he was maybe in his 40s. <clears throat> uh, relatively young guy, though.
3: Well, some people look really young when they're older, so that's what i'm saying though
2: that's even so he, he wasn't in his 70s or anything like that right. so i think still pretty young uh, to pass away so rest in peace to uh john altamara mm-hmm. uh okay let's get into some good stuff um canceled tv shows <laughs>
3: <laughs> other types of death
2: um so we've been talking a lot about the kevin bacon tremors tv show that was that was to be but it is no longer yeah uh, they, shockingly enough, I didn't expect this to be out this soon, but they released the teaser trailer, or the, the pilot trailer mm-hmm. for the episode that they did. And, uh, we got a good look at, uh, at exactly that. Uh, Kevin Bacon re- re- reprising his role yep. as, uh, Valentin. And, um, what'd you think of it? I know you watched it.
3: Um, I thought that it looked like, I mean, I thought that it looked like a lot of fun. It looked like mm-hmm. any other... I didn't see Michael Gross in there. Was that... not. No, he's okay. not. Okay.
2: No, this is completely separate. This, this is because separate they, from... say, they say in the in the trailer that the the Graboids hadn't been heard from since.
3: So oh, that's nothing right.
2: happened after the first movie oh. in this universe.
3: So are, are these actually technically two separate universes then? Yes. Like, okay. So yep. this wasn't going to be in line. This was no. basically going to be like a direct sequel to the original. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Which would explain why he's just yep. washed up and an alcoholic. Yep. He's had pretty nothing. Much. He's had nothing to do since his glory days of defeating the Graboids.
2: That's exactly the whole point of the show. Right. He <clears> uh, <throat> needs to recapture his youthful, uh, you know, hero, and um, and that's that's pretty much it. It looks awesome though. I don't know. I didn't know that Sci-Fi Channel had standards, <laughs> let alone standards high enough to can't to not pick up a Kevin Bacon starring show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other Sci-Fi shows do you know that has star power like that? I'm. Mm, I i do not know. I can't think of any. Exactly. None of them. <laughs> They'll play Battlestar Galactica for 20 years in a row and they I, can't pick up a Kevin Bacon show. I just remember
3: Star Power from uh Starbucks. Star Power! Star Power! <laughs> wanna, Do a barrel roll! I want to show you that right there. What's that? That is, uh, well, this is, he apparently got into real estate. Oh. John Altamira, or Altam, Altamira, however you say his name. Looks like he was in business with his sons, maybe. Yeah. yeah so good. he looks like he was probably, yeah. Okay, so he, he might have been. I, I, I bet he was um, late 50s maybe yeah
2: maybe still young looks though. like yeah still, still a young, young guy still but
3: young. it looks like he had altamira real estate group interesting out of uh, yeah hmm. anyway yeah that's i just uh, wanted to I, I wanted to look that up real quick just because i i wondered how old he was gotcha so
2: <laughs> yeah if you're interested in seeing that tremors uh trailer though uh that is out now so you can go watch it um how do you feel about bill mosley playing freddy krueger
0: um be more excited if it was bill murray yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like Freddy Krueger. <laughs>
3: uh, I don't know. Honestly, he
0: apparently is up for it.
2: Uh, it was mentioned uh, to him, and is... he said and he said I would absolutely play Freddy Krueger in well, Harvey. Sure, who the hell wouldn't? And but... now there is a fan initiative on uh, on um, what whatever what one of those that website where you can do the. Uh,
3: Oh, like change, Change.org or yeah, something like that? Yeah, something like that. To
2: get Bill Mosley to play Freddy Krueger. Um, I think that he would actually be great at it, personally. Yeah, I mean, he's It'd got be the... be a different character. They, did, they would have to do a remake again right. and give him his own space to exist, but right. I think that he would knock it out of the park.
3: Yeah, he's definitely got the right sort of... Um... Campiness? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is,
2: because you need to have... like Even though Freddy Krueger started off as straight horror... His mythology is more based in comedy because most of the, that series was kind of like smartass <coughs> Freddy,
3: and, that's, and so you need that. That's what I would like to see. That's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that the the remake with uh, Jack uh, Jackie Earl Haley didn't work, is because they tried to go straight horror with it. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Freddy Krueger is it's a that's a he's a horror icon icon, but there's still like what do you love about friday the 13th it's it's the it's the it's how he plays with his food you know
1: exactly
0: they're not gonna take like every other big movie and, and kind of like the old school kind of creepyish characters and have johnny depp do it <laughs>
2: listen johnny <laughs> depp could probably play a great Freddy krueger is all i'm saying which he... would make sense because it's a return of the fran- franchise
3: y- because so, he was in the original exactly yeah um I don't know. I'd be all for it. <laughs> no, I. Mo, or wait, Johnny Depp or Moseley? Both. Yeah, whatever. No, I'm. If if Bill Moseley does it, I think that would probably be a good choice. Mm-hmm. I agree. But there was a, who the. There was somebody else who really wanted to do it. Who was that? Uh, it was Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yep. See, I think he could probably pull it off. Too. Be a weird character. It would be though. weird. Be
2: a weird character.
3: But he could probably do it. Probably because he's got like look at Tremors. He's got a little bit of range. Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Charlie <laughs> I think I think in that case, you would just have to I'm like, going to kill you with tiger blood! Yeah, you'd have to go back to just when he was fucking crazy. Well, we would just give him some cocaine. Just give, him
2: all, give him all the drugs. Like a buffet of drugs. Just surrounded set.
3: by hookers all the time. His gloves got dildos on it instead of claws. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, dude, speaking of which, go ahead. I, I, I gotta show you a picture of something that I found at Menards okay. at, that I, like, it took everything in my power to not buy. Is it a dildo glove? Uh, sort of. <laughs> um, no. Well, go ahead.
2: While you're looking that up, uh, Jordan Peele announced his next movie. Uh, it's going to be called Us. It is starring Black Panthers, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and uh, Winston Duke, who played uh, characters from Black Panther. Uh, it's another social-themed horror movie um, about a, uh, I think it's a white couple and a black couple. Okay. And it's something that they go through. There's no details on it quite yet.
3: I've heard uh, but they
2: released a uh, poster for it. I've uh, heard this
3: week. I've heard people speculating because it's it's based off of. What the hell is it based on? It's based off of a poem or something like that, but it's, it's, uh, people are speculating that it's going to be told from a, a point of view where, uh, so obviously like, um, obviously Get Out was still about like cultural divide. Yeah. But it was the, like the way we see things in America right now where there's the, the divide between black people and white people, but black people feel marginalized. Yes it's going to be told from a point of view where the black couple is actually like the white couple and the white couple is the black couple.
0: Oh, so you we're know kind what I mean? Like
3: our our nation's racism is flip-flopped. Kind of flip, yeah. That's just what I heard. That's what people are speculating. I have well, this is this specul- might speculation can get you in trouble, so. Well, that's why I'm saying yep. that uh these I it took it, these were only $10. I think I'm going to go back and get them actually. What the fuck? They're called <laughs> slash and serve.
2: Why did you not buy those? That's awesome. Uh, slash it's like, and
3: they're like claws. So they look like Wolverine like, claws. They look like Wolverine claws that you hold on to, like brass knuckles. But they're real knives. Uh, they're they're not very sharp, but the the whole point is like if you're making um, uh, like shredded pork yeah. or shredded oh, yeah. chicken or something you take it and you you claw at it i
2: have i have a pair of plastic ones that are like bear claws yeah yeah
3: except for these are way cooler yeah and, and, and like i said only, i have a and, grinder so we can totally make those freddy
2: krueger uh wolverine only ten dollars <laughs> i think
3: i might back go back and get those
2: um, okay moving on here um uh am i the only one that needs a little bit more saved by the bell on uh television
3: uh, I watch Saved by the Bell every Saturday. Do you really? Yep. Nice. It's it's on, uh, I don't know, it's syndicated on one of the local stations, so Aaron, the, Aaron the and I. The Bell, yeah. The, <laughs> Aaron <laughs> and I, will. we pop it on every Saturday morning.
2: Well, uh you're in luck then, because uh, Mark Paul Gosler's vampire show, The Passage, just got picked up to series. Uh, what? Uh, yep, that's the thing that's happening. Uh, Mark Paul Gosler has a... Uh, a new show that's about vampires. About say, it's got something to do with um, the government trying to make like a, I think it's like a super soldier, or they're working on a cure, or some some medical thing. And Mark uh, Mark Paul Gosler plays a FBI agent uh, that is wrapped up in this whole thing. Right on. But it's
3: about vampires
2: apparently, so
3: pretty cool. Just, uh, just to get back to Saved by the Bell for a second, I've seen people on. Fuck your
2: horror news. We're talking about Saved by well, the Bell.
3: it's all kind of it's all kind of tied in to together. Um... So I've, I've seen people post these things about uh, Zach Morris is like, it, it's actually like a hashtag. Like a Zach Morris shit. is a piece of shit or yep. something like that. And it's kind of true. I was, I was a huge fan of Saved by the Bell back in the day. I watched it all the time and I never really th- thought of it like this, but now rewatching the show, he is a piece of shit, man. <laughs> like there was the,
1: an episode where he
2: took a handicapped girl to the to the dance to like literally just get attention. Yeah, and so, like it, it's a terrible, it's yeah, awful. It's
3: awful. He does like so many shitty things. Like if there was a kid like that in real, like, and he was so cool, you know, <laughs> like everybody thought, oh man, Zach Morris is the shit. And if there was a person like that on a television show these days, he would be, he would be the, uh, he he'd, he'd be, be the enemy. He'd be the, the antagonist. It's,
2: it's the it's like the the Prince Charming story of the douchebag at school. Yeah, that's what it is for sure. Yeah. it's funny it was the 90s it's like it, it's <laughs> it,
3: like this whole like you know like anti-bullying culture that we have and stuff now it would like he's a psa for that
2: oh yeah like you oh, could yeah.
3: put you could take any episode of, of saved by the bell and be like yeah this is how you not act like a decent human being don't get me wrong i still love the show it's great kelly kapowski's so hot oh, <laughs> kelly Kapowski. yep anyway
2: yep. all right um so this is fun now if you're into soundtracks uh, on vinyl, like uh, like I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Evil Dead is getting a reissue of its original soundtrack, but not... Well, I guess it's not the original one. What we're getting is uh, the Evil Dead remastered. Mm. This is due out on Death Waltz Records. Uh, so Joe DeLuca...
3: Death Waltz? Yes. That's a cool name. It's a very cool name.
2: Uh, so Joe DeLuca, who scored all of the original Evil Dead films, uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, uh, he has gone back and re-recorded all of the scores for Evil Dead, plus wrote new music to fit in the first Evil Dead um, world. Really? Yeah. So he we re-recorded it all. We recorded nice. everything, and then changed certain things, sure. added certain things, and then and then actually made new music that fits in with that original movie. Awesome. Um, so being a huge Evil Dead fan, I am extremely excited about this. Yeah. I will absolutely be buying it. I don't When's care that coming about. out? Uh, very soon. I did not see a release date for it, but it's very very soon. That is what they
3: teased. They got a price on it.
2: Uh no nothing yet. Um, mm-hmm. they, there's uh the cover art though looks friggin fantastic. Cool. Um, I love these these soundtracks man. I, I'm I'm becoming a huge huge fan between Waxworks and Mondo and Death Waltz and there's a couple other companies that do it like it's yeah you're starting to put together
3: it. a pretty good collection there too. They're killing it. Uh,
2: speaking of Evil Dead, uh, Fede Alvarez, mm-hmm. uh, director of uh, last week's uh movie Don't Breathe Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake, uh just put on Twitter a poll asking what fans would rather see. Mm-hmm. The options were Don't Breathe Two, Evil Dead Two, or he retires and stops making movies. Now ten percent said stop making movies. Dude, fuck those people. An <laughs> overwhelming seventy percent said Evil Dead two, a sequel to his remake. Yeah. And uh I gotta tell you I am all about it. Um, there. I, I've heard some people. like uh, I, one of our, one of our friends. I gotta call him out. One of our friends, Alex,
3: Alex from <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: Beyond the uh, Void. Yeah, uh, he was not happy about this. He thinks it's way too soon after. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead got canceled.
3: Well, it's not. He wasn't. He wasn't really like complaining about it. He's. He's just kind of saying, "Is it just me being?"
2: Like he thinks it's too soon. Yeah. I. I wholeheartedly disagree. I respect his opinion, but I wholeheartedly disagree. I think like, okay, so that's done. We got that, and it's over with. And he has retired. Bruce Campbell has retired as Ash. Right. People have been wanting a sequel to Evil Dead for a long time for right. the remake. So it's like. It's why 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 not now? It, like Ash versus Evil Dead got canceled, so it's hot right now. People are mm-hmm. talking about it. Keep that going. Keep the train going, man. Sure. And quite frankly, I wanted Mia to cross over with Ash's character. What they were originally planning on doing that I think is never going to happen. But yeah. you know, I uh, I love that series. I love that remake, and that remake was one of the best remakes ever. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I mean, next that and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think are the two probably best remakes. Um, modern remakes, at least of, of horror movies. So, I'm all about uh, them doing the sequel to it next.
3: Yeah, and I, and, would, I, and I hope he does it. I would love to see it if he decided to do Don't Breathe Two. I would also love to see that. Sure. So it's it's, it's win win really. Yeah, I'm cool with either one. But uh, I, I I would much rather or just stop making first. movies. Yeah, fuck I'm, I'm one of the ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: okay, uh, speaking of sequels, very excited about this. Yeah, one of my favorite. Um, like, like, like exploitation movies,
3: exploitation,
2: exploitation, like exploitation <laughs> movies. And I call it that because it absolutely is, mm-hmm. um, that has come out in recent memory is Rambo, which would be the fourth movie in the John Rambo series. Rambo.
3: You, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So
2: it's not called Rambo Four. it's just Rambo. Right. Cause it's, it's first blood, first blood part two. Uh, um, no. Ran-
0: come on now. Look at him, Mike. Oh my god! Why right can't I?
2: No, it's not. No, for, yeah, first blood, and then is it Rambo? First blood part two, and then yeah, then it's Rambo three. Mm-hmm. Then it was just Rambo. Yeah, the, the titles are so fucking confusing in that in that series. Um. Anyway, though, Sylvester not, not Sloan, really.
3: You pretty much just laid it out. Right, fuck there.
2: off. <laughs> uh, so Sylvester Stallone is r- currently writing. Rambo Five, uh, in the fifth uh, episode of the franchise, when the daughter of one of his friends is kidnapped, Rambo has been working on a ranch, crosses the U.S.-Mexican border, and quickly finds himself up against the full might of one of the Mexico's most violent cartels.
3: How's he going to so get, o- get over that wall? Um, if I know if I know
2: Rambo, he's going to blow a hole through it with a fucking machine gun. Um, oh my God, Rambo versus the Mexicans! I come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, I'm super I love like I said Rambo 4 was was one of my favorite movies and it's absolutely an exploitation movie because that movie is made to just be violent like yeah. that movie is made to exploit the violence to a T I mean he cuts a guy in half with a trailer bound like 40 cal machine gun <laughs>
3: That's, what, that's what happens. It's
2: insanity. Don't be a
3: jerk.
0: I could not successfully reattach the top half to the bottom <laughs> half. What you saying, doctor? We had scientists. <laughs> what, what is that from?
3: From Walk Hard. <laughs> is that... Yeah, the Dewey Cox story. Oh my God! Right mm-hmm. when he chops chops right. his uh, chops his brother in half. <laughs> I cut my brother in half. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't think i've ever actually seen that full movie oh dude are you serious i don't, so have. Funny. I don't think I have. uh anyway though so rambo 5 is being made it is in pre-production and i am excited that's the news on rambo 5 um
3: get out of here dewey
2: you don't want none of this shit one of the best parts of the tv show dexter was in the oh god this could be a correction fourth season with the trinity killer was that uh, season four john lithgow yes i think it was season four okay, yeah i mm-hmm. think i'm right uh, and John Lithgow was the best part I honestly think of that entire series. Like, his character is my favorite character. Oh, yeah. He I think, was great. Next to Dexter himself. Season four. Yes, oh, yeah. got it.
3: Nailed it. Um
2: John Lithgow has been cast as the new Judd Crandell in the Pet Cemetery remake, which god I will be damned if that is not the best casting yep. ever. I'm into that. <laughs> honestly God they could have they honestly though they could have cast him as the cat and it would have been the best casting <laughs> ever. I'm just putting that out there.
3: It's, uh, it's, but, it, uh, it, it's, it, Judd was, I, I'll be interested, because John Lithgow is so, like, Shakespearean in his yeah. delivery, you know? It'll be interesting to see him trying to play a, kind of an old, uh, just a good but old so boy. so was
2: I, okay, I, can't, I can't think of the actor's name, forgive me, but the guy that played, um...
3: Herman Munster. Herman Munster.
2: He sort of was,
3: too, though. Think about his delivery. But he played, he played the redneck really good. He, I oh, Not that he was, like, a redneck, he was just, like, he a... He
2: sounded like the giant rooster guy from Looney Tunes.
3: Yeah, I'll say, I'll say. He did yeah. right, like he that uh, was, Foghorn yes, Leghorn. Yes, Foghorn
2: Leghorn. He, he. That's that's what he sounded like. I can't yeah. think of that guy's name. Jay, are you looking it up? Uh
3: Fred Gwynn. Fred, Fred Gwynn. Gwynn. Yeah.
2: Um, he had that kind of delivery, and I can absolutely see John Lithgow pulling that off.
3: Yeah,
2: I think it's perfect. Casting. Like I said, I
3: just I've never I've never seen like a, he he kind of has like this Shakespearean like really refined delivery in all of his mm-hmm. lines and stuff. So it'll be interesting s- seeing him kind of pull off that I, I that think kind it's of great. character, but I think it'll be great.
2: Uh, yeah. going going back to some more uh, television here, uh, FX has ordered ten episodes of the What We Do in the Shadows TV series. Oh cool. A lot of people are gonna be excited about that. I uh, have not personally seen the movie. <laughs> hey no don't kill me. No I um, haven't
3: either but I've I've heard it's a big fan favorite though. Yeah, so. I've heard a ton of great stuff about it. Uh,
2: so if you're into that, um I'm we should s- actually
3: we should actually do try and work that into an episode soon I'm, because it's been on my my list for a long, long time. I'm absolutely down. Yeah. Absolutely done.
1: Cool.
2: Um, so we've been following the Spawn movie, mm-hmm. this new Spawn movie. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and now, if Wilmer, right, yeah, Venom, or, no Spawn. Oh, spam. Spawn. Okay. All right. Spenum? Is it just a sp- spenum? <laughs> spenum. It's smegma It's Kind of the same. <laughs> hey, that's oh. I was go. <laughs> oh, the Smegma movie. Gross. All right.
2: So, cast in the new Smegma movie, um, <laughs> at least I uh, know uh, uh, Todd McFarlane and company have reached out to Jamie Fox to play the title role. Oh. Which Jamie Fox has been. Wanting this for years, mm-hmm. he's been wanting it, um, and it's odd because Spawn has no speaking roles in this movie. If you remember uh, uh, past news, yeah, he's like the the shark in Jaws. You right. only see him at the most pivotal times, and that's it—no speaking role or anything. But that's still pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, like it's and he's such an iconic character. Jamie Foxx has always wanted it. I can't imagine him turning it down. Uh, but as of right now, it's only been offered.
3: I can't imagine. So if they signed him on. Yeah, the, the 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 studio would make them write lines for him. I don't know they're not gonna they're they, like they're gonna be like it's no Blumhouse, you know Blumhouse
0: have... though.
2: Blumhouse is, oh. is making it and they they a lot of times they go with a director's vision. Yeah. So and, and McFarlane though wouldn't even I don't think McFarlane would give up that control, quite frankly. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I think he went with them is because he had complete control over it.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so I, 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 someone I, did someone online did a mock-up of Jamie Foxx as Spawn mm-hmm. and it looks awesome. Oh, yeah. It looks really good. Yeah, I so think it'd be great. I think, I think that'd be perfect. Uh, hopefully that uh, is true, quite frankly. Um, all right. Uh, so now we're going to get into some home video releases with blues with
3: two. Oh, no, I just closed my <laughs> shit. <laughs> You got so aggressive that time you almost knocked shut your mic off. Uh, I just I ex- I, I went to switch screens here and completely shut it down. So give me... Okay, here we go. I just
2: thought of the greatest theme song for this. What? What's that? He's blue and he's a Jew. and uh, Wait, you're not a Jew. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. <laughs> we,
3: we need to come up with a new name for this segment. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. A trio of films will be hitting uh, VHS. Not VHS, Blu-ray on August seventh, courtesy of Scream Factory. First up is the film Pie Wacket. Have you ever heard of this? Never. Pie Wacket. Uh, I'm just gonna give you the. I'm, I'm not gonna. Is go... That the
2: original title of American Pie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> clever, <laughs> clever girl. All right. So in Pie Wacket, pie, pie Pollywog. In Pocket Watch. Uh, when you're dealing with demons, be careful what you wish for. In this ultra unsettling occult nightmare, teenage Leah played by Nicole Munoz from Once Upon a Time. God, that show sucks. Uh, Finds solace from the recent death of her father and from her strained relationship with her mother, played by Lori Holden from The Walking Dead, by dabbling in the dark arts. It all seems like harmless fun at first until an argument leads Leah to do the unthinkable, put a death curse on her mother. Leah immediately regrets her decision, but it may be too late. An evil presence known as the Piwacket has risen and threatens to destroy both mother and daughter. Backcountry director Adam McDonald creates hair-raising tension and a complex mother-daughter dynamic in this frightening fable about our darkest desires come to life from the producers of The Witch.
2: At first, I'm like, why do they have to point out that the director's from The Sticks? <laughs> <laughs> this
3: back, backwoods director. I remember
2: that there's a movie called Backwoods. <laughs> ba- uh, back.
3: Or, backcountry, backcountry director. yeah. Yeah. yeah it says she does the unthinkable put a death curse on her mother haven't you guys done that before Uh, a couple times doesn't seem unthinkable to me one of my favorite things in the world is an 80s (laughs) flanner fest so why would i why would i wish that god i think i put at least five death (laughs) death wishes on my mother every year on
2: your wall you almost what is there a slip there
3: no all right I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to put a death curse on you, asshole. All right, All right next yeah. up is Wildling. A teenager's, <clears throat> a teenage girl's coming of age arrives with a terrifying twist in this spellbinding take on the werewolf legend. Since birth, Anna has uh, been raised in isolation by a man she knows only as Daddy, played by Brad Dourif. Uh, he has done everything possible to conceal the truth about her origins from her. But when, the teenage, uh, but when the teenage Anna is suddenly thrust into the real world under the protection of no-nonsense police officer Ellen, played by Liv Tyler, it soon becomes clear that she is far from ordinary. Unable to adjust to a normal life, Anna finds herself drawn instead to the wild freedom of the forest while struggling to resist the growing bloodlust that has awakened inside of her. This moodily atmospheric thriller combines supernatural scares with a myth-like tale of self-discovery. Kind of, uh, it gives me like a Ginger Snaps vibe. Yep. I you was know what mean?
2: Kind of just thinking that, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, last up, uh, a, a movie called, and these are all new movies, by the way. Uh, are, these,
2: are these all on Scream, uh, Scream Factory?
3: These, all three of these are coming out August 7th from Scream Factory. Cool. Um, this last one I've heard, uh, Alex, again, from Beyond the Void, he was singing its praises, so I'd really like to check this one out. Uh, it's called Low Life. You heard of this one? No, no. not. What happens when you throw together one fallen Mexican wrestler with serious rage issues, one just out of prison ex-con with a regrettable face tattoo, and one recovering junkie motel owner in search of a kidney? That's the premise of this berserk, blood splattered, and wickedly entertaining feature debut from Ryan Prowse. Set amidst the seedy underbelly of Los Angeles, low-life zigzags back and forth in time as it charts how fate and ruthless crime boss connects three down-and-out reprobates, 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 mixed up in an organ-harvesting scheme that goes from bad to worse to off-the-rails insane. Careening from savagely funny to just plain savage to unexpectedly unexpectedly heartfelt, this audacious thriller serves up nonstop adrenaline alongside hard-hitting commentary about the state of contemporary America. Sounds interesting. I watched the trailer for it. It does look fucking batshit crazy. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Those I, are my I, favorite kind of movies, so yeah. i could definitely be into that. Uh, that's all I got for blues this week.
2: Mm, all right. Uh, going back to some news from uh, our side of the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a long time ago, once upon a time, there was supposed to be a RoboCop statue. Oh, yeah. That was getting put up somewhere in the city of Detroit. Well, they have found a place to put it. Uh, the statue will be going up on the grounds of the Michigan Science Center in spring 2018, which is now. <laughs> they, they gotta get a move on because summer's coming <laughs> coming quick. So uh, hopefully this uh, is pretty soon. They're gonna have an unveiling uh, when they do it. Is the
3: statue already? Yeah, statue's
2: done. Built like it's statue's it's done? done. Okay. Yep. Uh, there's so they're just it. looking
3: for a place. There's pictures over
2: here if you wanna if you wanna see it. Does it look awesome? Uh, if, does does Robocop shit in the woods? Uh
3: huh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's sweet. Right? Um, so, yeah, so the, the putting it at the Michigan Science Center, which I think is a perfect place for it. It fits. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, finally, after all this time, this has been going on since 2011. All, you know, seven years they've been trying to find a place for right. us. Since its uh, conception. So uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm happy they finally uh, are getting it, and we'll have a landmark to the greatest cinematic Detroit hero of all
3: time. Hopefully they'll have uh, Peter Weller out for the the unveiling. Uh, That'd be, be cool. awesome. I doubt it. I doubt it. Why? I, he doesn't seem that interested in that stuff anymore.
2: Like they, uh, they've approached him for stuff like that before, um, and he has no plus, interest. Plus, his like, name like, it's, isn't a, he it's like a, a statue doctor of.
3: Now? It's...
2: <laughs> <laughs> come on. Go, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.
3: Oh, Michael. Um, God, there's a statue of your likeness being erected in a city. Like, come on, you got to come out for that. That's. <laughs> All right. right. All right. right. Boom.
0: I got some more news. (laughs) All right. All right. So, a little local horror news here for us Michiganders. So uh, not too far from us, quite, you know, a few miles away, there's an area, wooded area, and they are searching for some bodies that this guy killed many years ago. Let the bodies
2: hit the wood. Let the bodies. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. Don't be Hey, insented. Respect, this, Michael. this
0: is real horror. So this guy, Arthur Ream, back in uh, 86, killed a 13-year-old girl and buried her body in this area at 23 Mile and North Avenue. Now yeah. I feel terrible. Um, Which is... And right they they, they found so the like body. A 15, he went to, he, fifteen minute drive yeah. from us. Uh, he went to prison, and he's been bragging to other inmates apparently about all these other girls that he killed. And so this past fall, they reopened the investigation, and um, and now that the ground has thawed from our cold Michigan winters that they have, they got all these. Uh, uh, backhoes and and whatever kind of stuff digging up all the uh, the
3: ground and, and everywhere gotta...
0: everywhere there's fresh woods they're cutting down trees from what I understand like a twenty four
3: acre uh, piece of land that they're digging up right now trying to find right man you see these uh, like these family members on the news that have uh, you know this case all these cases went cold years ago back to nineteen seventy nine
0: was when one of the girls was missing um, yeah so from like at least that date
3: on. It's got to be, it's got to be just, I don't like, I don't, you want closure, right? But at the same time, it just, it brings all this shit back up into your yeah, life. It's I, just, man.
2: I feel as though the closure though is probably, is probably more, um, it's, it's more felt than. Yeah. Yes. Anger for sure is is always going to come up in in these types of situations, yeah. you know. But I feel as though the the sense of closure is is more powerful than the anger at this point. They like, they just want to know what happened. Right. Right. They just want to find them. They've been dealing with the anger for how many years, you know.
0: And and so the the really creepy thing with this is the um, uh, when I saw someone first share this, they said, "Oh yeah, at this spot, the corner of here and here." And someone goes, "Oh, is that the yellow up boarded house that they should have torn down like decades ago?" And I go. No way! And I found a picture of it. I've been on that property before. Why? Um, so it was kind of known as like a haunted, kind of just like abandoned house where things were just left on the inside. Like it was like people just got up and left, and it was there.
3: Is it on the? Uh, is it on the like if you're driving down twenty three? So if you took twenty, uh, if you took if you took North Avenue to twenty three and then turned uh, west honestly I, I was it was a while ago so i couldn't i couldn't
0: tell you we we're high school still okay um so a group of us went in there you know go ghost hunting and that sure and we're all standing downstairs and we hear something running across upstairs or something so we just booked the hell <laughs> the hell out
3: of there you know oh that was that house i remember you talking about going ghost hunting and right the board of, that's yeah that we house? had to climb
0: through a window where the board was kind of creaky and you know you could swivel it away and uh and that so i saw the picture and that was the house oh dude and so, what if I mean, what if they messed under-
3: up to know, like now, know oh, that yeah, there man. was at least one body buried out there? That, right. Oh no
2: wonder God. it's haunted.
3: Yeah. Jeez. You know, it, you would hear little kids' voices. They would
0: say inside and stuff like that. And that's, so, that's creepy. There you go. That's that just it.
2: gives credence though so to those stories because yeah. there's little girls. Yeah. That's that's a, the, yeah. These are like, It's like a whoa. bunch of
3: twelve and thirteen year old girls that he that's allegedly cool. murdered. That right. Gross. Well, hopefully
0: yeah. the the families can get some closure on that. So
3: Absolutely.
2: Uh, we got one more piece of news to end with. It's the most important news of the day. I know this is going a little long, but uh <laughs> Bill and Tad face the music yeah. is officially greenlit and going <laughs> yes. into production.
3: Excellent! Yes. Wild stallions. I have been. We should f- have had like a <laughs>
2: We still can. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, we've been hearing about this for years. Mm-hmm. Keanu and uh, Alex Winter have been wanting to make this for years. They finally got greenlit for it through the studio. Uh, Steven Soderbergh is producing it, which really? I think is kind of funny. Cool. Uh, I think it probably had to do maybe with getting someone like him involved that finally tipped it to uh, the studios. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going into production, and we're getting... Uh...
3: Once again, it's it's kind of like the whole... Uh sci-fi and kevin bacon thing star power Mm -hmm. if you have keanu reeves use him if you have keanu reeves saying let's do this why the hell would you not do it why did it take so long
2: you could make keanu sits on a couch in his basement three
3: and and people would watch it
2: that would basically just be wayne's world three but i was i was reading
3: an article (laughs) about him the other day and he genuinely seems like the the best guy ever yeah
2: yeah it's yeah
3: such Fantastic. A, that's so cool. I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited about this one. I, I'm a huge fan of the Bill and Ted movies. Uh,
2: Isn't I am, everybody? Really? To celebrate, I think I'm going to revisit both these movies this weekend. That's
0: my, uh, that's my plan.
3: Yeah, it's been so long for me, uh, too. It's
2: going to be can excellent. I, can I come? It's going to be bogus. <laughs> it's going to be... I'm going to play some chess. I'm going to spend some time in a phone booth.
3: Stay sharp. (laughs) Stay (laughs) sharp
2: I love these movies. They're great. So this is like the best news ever this week. So uh that uh that's it. Cool. Boom, that was the news. All right, uh, so we're gonna take a break, and uh, when we get back, we're gonna tackle the tofu of the day, which is Creep and Creep 2. Do the Creep, ah. Do Do the the Creep, creep. ah.
1: Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images
3: that defy description.
1: All right, All right, right we're back.
0: back.
2: You're gonna do. You're it. Gonna do <laughs>
0: Stop repeating me, man. Jim, who's
2: you want to do the repeater?
0: <laughs> All right,
2: now we're back. Uh, and before we get started here, uh, James, this might sound a little crazy. Mm-hmm. But can I get another beer?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. It's been a while. Best a, one yet. It's been a while since <laughs> I've done
3: it. <laughs> I don't get it.
0: It's because you're stupid, Jay. <gasps> so harsh, man. I give you all my loving, my friendship. I let you throw your beer water on me, and this is what I get in return. <laughs>
2: that's, that's slang for you know what. <laughs> beer, water,
3: <laughs> beer water? You just drink so much beer that it's just... It's mostly beer. Pretty much. Get ready for the beer water, baby. <laughs> my future kids are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway. Creep from 2000. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. Listen... You got a creep. This yeah, is the you best. Gotta creep. You got a creep. creep. Creep from 2014. When a videographer answers a Craig's, Craigslist ad for a one-day job in a remote mountain town, he finds his client is not all what he initially seems. Mm. This is starring uh, two people. Pa- Patrick <laughs> Bryce, who also directed the movie. I didn't realize that at first. And uh, Mark Duplass.
2: It wasn't until I uh, put together my notes for today that I realized that Patrick Bryce uh, also starred in it. I knew that he was the director. Did not know that he also started it. Way
3: to pay attention to the credits, asshole.
2: Listen, I was creeping on something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was following Jim around today. Took some pictures of him.
3: You ever just followed somebody? Mm-hmm. Just for the hell of it? Of course. Doesn't, like, doesn't mm-hmm. everybody do that? Yeah. Does that make me creepy? And then, and then murdered them at the end of the day? Right? Next day, you go oh, <laughs> ne- oh you're a next day kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I I-
2: he he's, he's a night le- night's rest to kind of think it over, make sure he wants to do it. You
3: know. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't think about it. I just get in there. Just, just, just get your hands your, dirty. Your, you know. What's your preferred method? My preferred method of uh of of. of killing dildo kills for sure. Dildo, dildo yeah. kills. Ooh. Dildo Ooh. kills. That's good. Right in the eye socket. <laughs> I usually what I do for about
0: at least seven hours, I just yell straight. I don't even really take many breaths. Right in their face, and it's just. Ah! And I'm just staring. i right in the eyes this whole time because I have their eyes held open.
2: <laughs> with and what? It,
0: with, with what? I Well, their hands are tied so I use my fingers and I hold their <laughs> eyes open so they can't close them and I just yell and then right at the very end when I'm getting tired and it's almost my bed I just... Punch him in the face repeatedly till so they
2: bleed
3: out. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good method.
2: I really hope that no one like finds like some murdered person <laughs> that like their eyes have been like forced to be held open and they're just beaten in the
3: face. How would they tell that it looks like his eyes have been yelled at for several hours?
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this right here. Looks like a, the killings of J. Rods.
2: <laughs> only one person can be behind this. The architect. The architect.
3: <laughs> That'd be a sweet name for a serial it, killer. It honestly. really would be. It really would be. You uh, you you only kill be like you only kill people by burying them in foundations of skyscrapers <laughs> in New York. You can only kill one person like every ten years or something. And as the architect, I
0: couldn't kill him right away. I'd have to build up the suspense.
3: Oh, Ooh, I see nice. what you did there because of the It'd be a well
0: designed plan because of the because <laughs> of the architect. I get it. Pencils, pens, eraser stuff too. <laughs> well, you have to draft draft, drafting your, draft
2: your plans. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs>
2: oh, my God.
3: So right. uh, so this movie sucks. Let's, yeah, move, let's it, move on to the next one. That
2: creep too, uh, directed <laughs> by Patrick Bryce. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, so you've been telling me to watch this movie for a long time,
3: yeah. and uh, I finally well, we're, did. We're both big fans of found footage. Oh, absolutely. And J-Rod, yeah. you like found oh, footage yeah. as well, right? And, uh, and and I saw this a while ago. Mm-hmm. I've been telling Mike to watch it, but in classic Mike fashion, when I tell it's him uh, to watch something he doesn't do it for as long as humanly I possible. I just
2: assume that you have the worst taste ever, and I just assume but like, ah, if James likes it, it sucks.
3: Even though my taste is far superior to yours. Well, that's why my taste is bad. You guys should make <laughs> out and see how each other's taste is.
2: <laughs> he just spits market glass into Spo- my mouth. <laughs> Spoiler
3: alert, mine tastes like dicks. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Nope. You no, know, Mike doesn't have jokes tonight. I, I not <laughs> No I'm jokes. Sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> all right. Anyway,
2: speaking of jokes, joke is on Aaron in this movie.
3: Aaron, played um, by Patrick Bryce. Yep. Uh, so he is a uh, who he... also did you know he directed this movie?
2: No, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew that he was the main character. I didn't know he directed.
3: It. He's also a doctor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, throwbacks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, we are a mess today Ah, <laughs> oh, that's all right. All right, so uh, Patrick Bryce, Aaron, uh, basically goes to this guy's house for a thousand dollars a day to follow him around the video camera.
3: That was your first mistake.
2: That's it, <laughs> right? But it's an easy thousand dollars. I can I can definitely see like a broke college kid being like, I know this is a terrible idea. It's kind of like House of the Devil. Yeah, where it's like the red flags are everywhere. But it's like a lot of money, and I could really use it. and It would help me a lot, so I, I'm just gonna
3: do it. Well, except for in in House of a Thousand Corpses, there was really no, no incentive. House of the or, Devil. Or oh, House of the Devil. No. <laughs> I said House of a Thousand Corpses. Whoops. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So same same kind of deal. No, I but it but still like it, I think it. I I think that at this point. In our in our lives, we should know that answering Craigslist ads is typically like you should be on alert. You um, know what well, I mean? Yeah. Life alert. Life alert. Like have, I gotta,
2: have <laughs> your button, have your finger on the button. On the button
3: because <laughs> you will fall and you won't be able to get up. Because I don't think like I hear you hear this types of shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Like you got to be super careful about Craigslist ads. Sure. Sure. But
2: when I uh, buy stuff off Craigslist, that's big money. You meet at the cop shop.
3: Granted, this was. 2014 four years ago no still shady though right i uh, don't know yeah i wouldn't do it that's 20, for damn 2014
2: sure. wasn't exactly the stone age <laughs>
3: <laughs> well I, no a lot can change in a few years like maybe back in 2014 answering a craigslist ad wasn't really that shady
2: so okay so if you answered a craigslist ad and we're gonna go through the uh, the plot as if it was us okay so you answer the ad you go to the guy's house first off the guy's not there you're knocking on the door he ain't there red flag Red flag number one. Mm-hmm. And then finally he's there, but he like scares you to fucking death mm-hmm. and he's like creeping around. Red flag. There's an axe stuck in the in the tree a right brand, outside. The a house. brand new axe. A brand new that. axe stuck in the tree right outside the house. <laughs> as soon as he Red as soon, Flag three. As soon as he
3: <laughs> popped up out of nowhere and looked at me with that creep face and delivered the line that actually comes up in both movies where it's just he says he says, Oh my God. Oh, my God. This is going to be a great day. I'm out. Right then. Because yep. <laughs> that was creepy. Yep. <laughs> like, no, no, sorry. I got the so wrong address. What about you just looking
2: at me, thinks this is going to be a great day? No. There's there's some other nefarious shit going on yep. here. I want nothing to do with yep, it. I'm out. Um, okay. So, basically, Aaron goes back to his car to wait for uh, Joseph, played by Mark Duplass.
3: Joseph, um, Joseph with an F? Joseph so another an another red another red flag because <laughs> nobody nobody like, spells their name J O S E F. That's it's like, creepy.
2: It's like spelling your name J O N. It's the worst of all the Johns.
3: All the Johns. It's <laughs> the worst.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So so yeah. So he basically starts videotaping this guy. He gets paid a thousand dollars upfront, which is weird, mm-hmm. and he just starts videotaping him. And Joseph uh, very very quickly comes off as just this guy's a fucking nutcase.
3: Well, not not exactly. He, I think I um, thought he did. So he pops out of nowhere and he and he 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 scares him. But he continues to do that throughout the movie. And it, his his reason for wanting to do that is because he's he's trying to make Aaron feel alive. You know, like mm-hmm. he's trying to make him feel things that he wouldn't normally feel. And what he explains to him is, I have this issue. Like I have a son on the way. I have a son on the way, but I have a, I, I have an inop, inoperable brain tumor. So I'm going to be gone before my son is born. <laughs> he says his brain tumor is the size of a softball. Baseball. Or a
2: baseball. Mm-hmm. Can you have a tumor that big in your yes, brain you without can. it like pushing on your brain and killing you?
3: Yeah. Can you? I mean, okay. it, it it will eventually kill you. I don't know you, brain like...
2: science here, so I'm just wondering. But it seems like a huge <clears> mass for your brain to still be functioning. No, it starts pushing
3: that's... your brain inwards. Exactly, and Squishing yeah. it together. No, it's 100% totally... Totally probable. Okay, yep. Fair enough. Um, rare, but but probable, and it happens. But uh, that's what
2: doctors call a home run.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it, so he tells him he tells him that uh, he tells him he wants to basically make like a video diary. Mm-hmm. For, for his, for for his, his son, son, for his unborn <laughs> <laughs> son, which sounds, you know, it sounds nice. Uh, sure. It sounds too legit,
2: actually, yeah. Guy's a bit eccentric, <clears throat> but he's got good intentions, so why would you not go with it?
3: Yeah, and, you know, like, the way he comes off, he's like, he's like, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to stay positive through the power of positive thinking. Maybe I can beat this thing. And so, like you said, he comes off a bit eccentric, but m- maybe that's just, that's I mean, how we, he's trying to beat it. We all know people like that, sort of. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. People who are always just sort of jacked up all the time. Mm hmm. So it seems it seems pretty legit and it goes pretty all right for a while.
2: Yeah, but it's not it's not overly I thought he was weird from the second that I that we met the guy. quite frankly. The, My my red flags would have been soaring at that point. Yeah. But um you know, if you can get past the fact that okay, well he's just eccentric, he's just weird or whatever, it's, things don't seem as weird as they actually are if you kind of have that filter already, kind of washed over you right right like you get you get away with a lot of things because you can just chalk it to oh he's just weird you know right and a lot of stuff that should have been <clears throat> way more red flags just aren't right. you know
0: well the first red flag to me when he said immediately walk him into the house hey come upstairs i'm gonna get naked and hop in the bathtub come film me <laughs> right i was like whoa i'm definitely not going upstairs <laughs> But, but then the way he played it off right. was I'm, oh I'm pouring the water over my imaginary kid's head so he can watch
3: me. Which take is a tubby. even
2: weirder to me. I'd rather just film the dude mm. in the shower.
3: But <laughs> well no. But here's the thing is like the way he plays all these situations out, Joseph, it's it's definitely weird. But then he stops to explain it. It's like it's almost like a, you know they say like crazy people don't know they're crazy. But then he stops, like, he's doing things that seem pretty crazy, but then he'll stop to explain, I realize this looks crazy, but I need you to understand why I'm doing it. So he's, like, sitting here having tubby time, because it was his favorite thing to do with his dad Mm -hmm. when he was younger. So he's having tubby time with his imaginary son in the bath with him. And then, like, it's supposed to be this really nice moment and everything, but it's totally strange to the viewer, and it's totally strange to Aaron. And then Joseph stops, and he's like, "I, like, this is weird, right? This is sad. Like, this is messed up. I realize that. Like, this is supposed to be a nice moment, and I'm just sitting here, and it's just kind of pathetic."
2: At that point, if you were if you were Aaron, would you have stopped at that point?
3: No, because like you feel for the guy. He makes you feel for him. Is as creepy as it gets. He kind of makes you feel for him the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, so it keeps you.
2: He keeps you there. You he have one you foot there. out, but you have one foot in. Exactly, and that, and that one foot in is cemented. Like right. you're not going to go anywhere.
3: Right.
2: As as weird as it is, as much as you might want to run, you're not going to go anywhere because a well, you already have the money first off. But he feels the responsibility now to to do this guy. And he thinks like,
3: he probably felt he, he feels he, a responsibility feels, to do this guy. Is that what <laughs> you just
2: said? He feels <laughs> he, he feels a responsibility to make good though on the thousand dollars that Joseph paid him. Right. So he's not gonna go and,
3: and Joseph even gives him, like, he gives him the option right in the beginning. He says, "Listen, if this is all too weird for you, take the money, go back, go back home. No hard feelings. I, I completely understand." Do you
2: think that he would have killed him still?
3: Spoiler. Jeez. Uh, spoiler. spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> no, because my yes. point is, because he says that though in both movies. Well, well yes. He because, gives the options both times. Do you think he would have actually let the person go though?
3: Well, yeah, because okay, again, spoiler alert. Joseph is a serial killer. He's he's grooming these people.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like he knew who, he knew who Aaron was
2: long before he ever showed up. Long
3: before sure. Aaron ever showed up. Like I'm sure he did research on him online. Like he f- found every little bit of information he could. He knew who he was. Sure. You know what I mean? And he knew where he lived, obviously. Spoiler. <laughs> so, uh I think that regardless he would have he would have killed him. But he's still like I said, like he he just he has he had like really manipulative ways of keeping Mm -hmm. him around and if i were in that situation i i probably would have felt the same way like i would have been really like you ever been in a situation where you really want to leave but you
2: every time at your house (laughs) (laughs) literally every time (laughs)
3: you you want to leave but like you you feel sort of sad and like like he pitied him, sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So okay, he wanted I, I need to do to stay right here, by him.
2: Do my due diligence, make make good by the guy. Especially he paid when there's over, money yeah.
3: involved. Right. There's a he gave you a thousand dollars up front, so you kind of feel the the obligation to stick around and sure, sure. do what you gotta do. So
2: I um yeah, I, I liked um so that's that's how the story goes. I mean basically he's following around, he's doing all this weird fucking crazy shit or whatever. And um by uh I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but uh I think my favorite part of the movie was when they get back to the house after their day mm-hmm. and Aaron just wants to leave. And that's when you really start to see uh Joseph pushing more for him not to. Like he's he's keeping him there at that point. You know, he's not really giving him an option. He's really trying hard to keep him there.
3: That's actually uh if you look at the cover art for for this movie, that's the that's the turning point in the movie mm-hmm. and it's that shot right there where yep. you just see because they get back, they go through. They go for a hike out in the woods to find this, uh, this like mystic healing pool. Yeah. Right. And when they get back, everything's. it's been weird, but everything's been kind of cool at the same time. Like he's. They're going on this adventure together, but when they get back, and Aaron's feeling weirded out by the whole thing, and uh, Joseph walks to the top of the stairs, and he's backlit by the the light at the mm-hmm. top of the stairs, and you it's just creepy. see his his Still silhouette. silhouette. And that's kind of the turning point. Like, it's almost kind of symbolic, too. Like, you see the basic outline of who this person is, but his real intentions are in the dark. Ooh, that's deep. See? That's deep. Right? You start
0: to notice, too. I mean, like, obviously, it's all weird, the stuff he's doing, but you realize that as the filming goes on and on and he's doing other things, that there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't be suitable for a young child to see. Like, what? Um, for, for instance, when they were, when they were drinking or, or he would say certain things or cuss or something like that a couple times, like as the film progressed later on, right. Right. Like
2: he's using the guys, this is for his kid, but even he forgets that it's supposed to be for a kid. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, tell
0: me your story about your, uh, when they're at the diner about your most uh, embarrassing or, uh, or, uh, whatever thing.
3: And, um, you know, like, something you like were ashamed have you ever, of. Yeah. Have you ever ever done anything that you were really ashamed of? Right. Right, uh, and that, he's, it's like it, it's no longer about Joseph. He's like trying to turn it around and make it more about Aaron. Yep. Right. Right. So it's not about the kid
2: or, <clears> or <throat> for the kid either.
3: You're not gonna you're not gonna show your kid those things. Like, right. <laughs> but exactly. but at the same time, you could spin it in that way. You could say like, I want my kid to know everything about me, including the dark stuff. And like, if if hearing you tell a story about some time that you were ashamed makes it easier for me to tell you about something I'm ashamed of, then that's what we got to do. Like that's uh, the journey we're on.
0: Joseph's ashamed story wasn't even that big of a thing. You know, you expect him to come out and say, yeah, I kill people, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, But I think by that point in the movie though, it starts out being all about for this kid. And obviously the, the video was for Joseph to have for his own collection to film the day before killing this person. Right. Um, And being able being that he started it out about the kid this camera's rolling all day long and so now the videographer is just used to the camera rolling with whatever's going on so hey let me film you tell me about this right he's like okay whatever we, this is what we're doing we got mm-hmm. the camera rolling today you forget that it's for a child at that point right
3: yeah that's a good point and then and and then once you get to the end you realize like this is all part of his process and he's getting off on on And it really seems like he's getting off on it too when he's watching like the very end of the video and he's just kind of like breathing heavy and stuff like that. You know who he reminded me of? 100%
0: Dexter Morgan. His mannerisms, like kind of like his, how eccentric he can be at
3: certain times, and facial expressions. Because it's like, almost
2: fake. Like, like yeah, like, like he's like, putting on a character. He's yeah. a, because he's yeah. because he's
3: a sociopath, so he's like yeah, like exactly. He's playing a, he's playing a character, trying to come across as normal, but you can see there's cracks. Because when through the veil a little bit, like, like when he, like when
0: Dexter would go on a date and try to be happy with uh, uh Rita or whatever her name was his yeah. girlfriend, yeah, yeah, it's, and puts on that smile, and mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's so fake, you know <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, and the clipping the hair at the end or, or and even keeping the uh the videos
3: was like the, the symbolic of the slides, the mm. blood slides, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like um, and that's I mean that's pretty that's pretty normal for a serial killer, right? Is to keep some sort of memento uh, from their yeah. kill. Yeah. Like a
0: hunter keeping their deer head
3: mounted on the wall, you know. Right. Right. Dexter
2: keeping his blood slides. Ed right. Ed,
3: Ed right. Gain making, making it, furniture but... out of his victims <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that.
2: Do you think he used like Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going go to <laughs> Not gonna go there. I, I had a thought, it was fleeting, it's gone, it's gonna stay
3: gone. Um <laughs> Uh anyway, so I there were so there were a few there were a few moments though where it was like I could see myself like even if I had the red flags going up, I could see myself like allowing myself to slip into it and be like, Yeah, this is an adventure. Mm-hmm. Like when they went hiking out to find that mystic pool. Right. Like Aaron, Aaron continue or uh, Joseph continues to do weird things. Like one of his things he likes to do is he likes to just suddenly run off. Yeah. And then when Aaron comes to find him, he'll jump out of nowhere and, and scare, scare him. him. And Aaron is very easily scared because he has been apprehensive about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Joseph always plays it off as like, especially when they're out in the woods. He's like, you feel that? Like, you feel that rush that you just got? He's like, you just and had a near-death experience, And man, Aaron that's starts to buy into like. it.
2: Right. He really starts to buy into it, like the scare part. And then when they get to this healing place and there's like a, a natural indentation in the rock that looks like a heart. And, he, and, and like suddenly he becomes, it's like he saw Jesus for the first time. He's like, oh, my God, I totally believe this. Did you? He did, really bought into it.
3: Did you, in that scene, Did so they, they get up to this this point where they're hiking to, and, and Joseph gets up onto this rock, and Aaron is kind of hanging back because he's still weirded out by this <laughs> mm-hmm. guy. And Joseph is like, dude, you got to come see this. Like, come look at this. And so when he climbs up to this lookout point, they look down, and he's like, tell me what you see. He goes, Aaron, tell me what you see down there. And Aaron looks down, and there's, uh, like, in in the rock, eroded away by Together. the water and stuff, there's a, there's a heart, like Mike just said. <laughs> Did you notice what it actually was, though? No. If you if you look at the, if you don't focus just on the heart, that entire rock formation is a skull. Is it really? Oh. The heart is actually the nose.
2: Holy shit. I got to go back and look at that.
3: Then. Yeah, it's really no, cool. I, never,
2: I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. Wow, but and, and and they do such a good job of making the viewer focus on right. that. Right, you focus right like, on that well, heart. What, what is he looking at? Like, what's so special about this? Oh, there's a heart there. Like, yeah. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it's this guy. See if you that. can
3: find a picture of it, Jack. Yeah.
2: But um, but yeah, but he buys into <laughs> it. He actually get like like Aaron gets into the water and they they bless each other. Like it's weird.
3: Yeah, it's like uh, there's like like an old wives' tale or something where if you go and you you bathe in this pool, it's supposed to have natural healing powers. So mm-hmm. he wants to hike out there
2: oh my god you're right it's sideways
3: no it's no it's uh, eyes, eyes nose it's it's mostly like the uh that's that's zoomed a picture, in a little but, bit like if you yeah. zoom out if you zoom all the way out it's like like the nose and then off to the right you see the eye and the rest of the skull okay it's okay. like half of a skull
2: oh yeah see I it? See it. yeah that's yep. pretty good that's pretty yep.
3: cool right that's really cool. It's like a very subtle little thing. It's like, foresh- cool. it's like foreshadowing without you actually knowing about it. Yeah, that's really cool. Um,
2: um, if you want to see what we're talking about, you can go to our Tumblr.
3: No, you can't. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can go to Horror Amino me- uh no, no, you can't go to Horror Amino me- either. You can look Just it up watch your, the movie. Google. Can,
2: <laughs> look it up your fucking self on, on Google.
3: Uh, both of these movies are on Netflix, yes, by the way. Yeah. The se- the the second movie actually was a Netflix production, so
2: Oh, was it really? Yep. Oh shit, I yep.
3: know that. Uh, Blumhouse too produced yep. it. Or uh, well, I guess a Netflix exclusive, whatever. Yeah, but produced Blumhouse. by
2: Blumhouse. Well yeah, but I mean, it's because it, Blumhouse didn't do the first one.
3: Yeah they did. Oh did they? Yep.
2: I don't know anything. Come on, man. I'm 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 behind <laughs> the game here. Um, so yeah. Anyway, though. So Aaron believes him, and this this kind of goes back, and they go back to the house, and now it's at the part where I was talking about earlier that I really liked, mm-hmm. because this is the time when you really, you really get to know Joseph more, because now he needs to keep Aaron there right and so he's got kind of put out of his comfort zone a little bit because Aaron wants to leave this is when it and goes Joseph doesn't him want him this too. is
3: when it goes from mildly creepy to extremely creepy creep central right yeah
2: <laughs> um so uh, uh Joseph steals Aaron's keys so so Joseph or so Aaron can't leave and Aaron very smartly tries to turn this around on him mm-hmm. you know he at first you can see him scrambling he's a little bit panned because he wants to leave mm-hmm. and 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 Joseph just keeps telling him, no, you can't leave, have a drink with me, this and that. You can't you're...
3: find his keys, and Joseph's like, you can't it's find so your late. keys. Like it's, it's so late. i got like plenty of beds here, why don't you just stay here? We'll find your keys in the morning when this place is flooded with light. So Aaron drugs Joseph with, with Bened- some sleeping pills. Benadryl.
2: Yeah, so where did he get the Benadryl from, though? Did he find it in the house? Did he have it on him? Like, I was
0: a little bit confused about that. He I found d- it in the house, according to... Later in the movie, because they don't. Oh, do they actually explain it? Yeah, because Joseph comes back and he says, uh, in one of the videos, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I know you drugged me. Uh, you know, I found the uh, the empty bottle of, I found the bottle of uh, Benadryl that had, you know, it had more in it or something."
3: I think Aaron already had it on him though, because he he pulls it out of his jacket pocket. Yeah,
2: I see, think. I was a little bit confused where he got it from. Like is it he, convenient that he, he just had Benadryl on right. to put him to sleep? He or? Slept,
3: well, I mean, I I I have terrible al- allergies, so maybe it was just. Maybe he was just a dude with allergies. There was and... no
2: foreshadowing, though. Usually in movies with this, they like to foreshadow it. Like like in the very beginning when he's in his car, he goes, oh, we're out in the woods. I better take some Benadryl or something. Right. will like, foreshadow it before it happens You did see on. him
0: put it into the drink, though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I, I didn't see that, but I saw him when he goes to drink it. I, I noticed him go, oh, yeah, my, this is a big one or something like that. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, bottoms up. And I was
3: like, okay. I thought he was just trying to get him drunk so he could pass out right. and leave. Yeah. and then he still, and then, and then he keeps talking about how it tasted weird and stuff right. like that.
2: One thing that kills me about this: how do the the villains in these movies always seem to not be susceptible to drugs? Like they always they always seem to wake up faster than any other normal human would. And well, I, I always wondered that. I think, are they just taking creative liberties to, to, to further the story? Is well, all it is.
3: Think. I mean, I, if you think about like actual psychotic people, there's. I have you it, like just just the other day I saw a video of a of a guy who um, was having some sort of mental break and and there was like eight police officers trying to get him down, and it took all eight of these police officers to get this guy down. They even pepper sprayed him directly yeah. in the face, and it affected him in no way at all. You know. So you think they just have
2: like this? That guy also or... might
3: have been on drugs, so it, who knows? But yeah. uh, but I I don't know. Maybe like for somebody who's inner workings are just different maybe it it's affects them differently it's also a movie
2: <laughs> well, so that, and that's what I'm wondering <laughs> is, is, like, is it sus- just creative licenses that all yeah, is. Maybe. Like, yeah. I just wonder if there's any like
3: well you know. also also Benadryl's not like like it's not tranquilizer it's not like, like ambient it's not yeah. gonna like completely lay you out it's gonna Benadryl makes you drowsy even if like if, if it's like a triple quadruple dose or whatever yeah it's gonna make you tired but you're still gonna be able to function on it that's true. So, that's very true. And he does; he passes out for a little while. We didn't even talk about Peach Fuzz because that's oh god. Nice. We should probably fuzz, yeah. talk about that because it's it's pretty integral it, to the second movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so early on in the movie, when uh, Joseph is showing, they're about to go on their hike out in the woods, and he tells Aaron to go grab a jacket out of the closet. And when Aaron opens up this closet, he sees a werewolf face, and mm-hmm. he gets freaked out. And Joseph comes down, and he's like. He's like, oh, that's peach fuzz. Like, oh, you don't have to be scared. That's just peach fuzz. And it's just gigantic werewolf mask. And he puts it on and he says, my dad used to wear this. And he would sing us a song. And he sings this terrible song that he obviously is making up right on the spot. Sure. And uh, later this night after Aaron has drugged Joseph, some things happen where Joseph ends up uh, awake again. And then he goes to Aaron finally goes to leave the house and he gets to the exit, and Joseph is just standing there with the peach fuzz mask yeah. on, which right is pretty pretty
0: creepy. Right before that right away, when he finally walks out on the balcony mm-hmm. looking for Aaron after he finds out that he's gone from his sleep. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, Or looking for Joseph. Um, and then all of a sudden, you see him there, and he's like, just let me go. I'm going to get out of here. And then Joseph stands there for a second. then he just takes off sprinting, running across the room and mm-hmm. downstairs, and he's just gone. It's silent. You're yep. like... A oh, fucking creepy. creepy.
2: Yeah, it's That's, because it's, because it's such weird behavior. Like yeah. it, just, it doesn't like make it. Erratic, it was almost just,
0: childish, like a young kid to a right. you know, like a toddler or something. Um, and that led up to him standing there in the, in the mask. Right. What I'm saying. Which, Why,
2: when he, Aaron when, doesn't leave, like just leave, jump over the balcony, run well, into the fucking woods. He
3: still didn't have his keys, but he could have just ran.
2: Run, run to the woods, find your way out in the morning. Like you'll survive a night. Well, and also, you know, also
3: <laughs> when he saw that the balcony was open. I would have just walked over, slid the door shut, and locked it. That way if Joseph is out on the balcony, you just you pretty much just screwed yeah. him over. He
2: Aaron does a lot of weird things in this movie that I, I was like, this is not conductive to somebody who just conducive. wants to get or conducive to to for someone that just wants to get out of there. You right. know what I'm saying? It really doesn't make sense. He makes some odd choices. Like where is Aaron's cell phone during all this?
3: Oh yeah! Oh uh... no! Yeah. They oh, never no, talk about totally, it because the one time when Joseph, he is has on his, his,
2: Joseph has a cell phone. Yeah,
3: the one time when he is on a cell phone. This is 2014.
2: Joseph's. Everybody had iPhones.
0: Right. Were around back then. Like,
3: That's where true. was his
2: cell phone? He—it's never once even mentioned. It's
0: like That's true. who doesn't have a cell phone? And, wh- and why didn't he hit that damn mute button on Joseph's cell phone when it started ringing? It yeah. rang like four times. Press that volume button. They've yeah. been doing that since like 2008. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: and,
3: it's. and that right there is like once he got that phone. So he gets a phone call and the person on the other line basically tells him like, you should probably just leave that house. Like leave the house. It's, it's for your. It's, it's for the best. I would have just you put down the phone. You walk out even when he walked out and he saw that Joseph is no longer passed out mm-hmm. right there just head toward the exit yeah absolutely even if even if you meet him outside at least you're not like in an enclosed area with him you know what i mean
2: and he was a little bit freaked out by this in the entire movie though like just when you have when you have joseph's attention on you and he believes you that you're into this like after the uh the healing bath or whatever Mm -hmm. you could just say hey i need to get another camera battery out of my car have you seen my keys Mm-hmm. At that point, you could almost—he's still on your side. He might have actually given you the keys. Go on there, get your fucking car and leave. Like, there's so many opportunities for him to leave in this my whole guess, movie. Though my
3: guess is that once Joseph stole his keys, even if there was some excuse for Aaron to go to his car, he wasn't going to give him those keys.
2: Joseph was driving the car too, wasn't he? in, when? The, in the beginning, he drove the yellow car. Up to the woods where they went to go do the spring thing.
3: You're thinking about the second movie. No. Am I? Yeah. I thought it was Yeah, first. they they just started walking. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the second movie when he's, My apologies. when he's driving with the mask on.
2: You're right. My yeah. apologies. My <laughs> apologies. They're very <laughs> right. similar, damn it. But yeah, uh, when,
3: with that
0: phone call too, though, I was like, that was so sudden to have another character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was wondering where she was going to take place at. Like, she's like, yeah, just walk out the front door. Right now, do it, do it. I was like, "She's going to be standing out there and kill him? Like, is that going to be his accomplice or something? And that really threw me for a loop, wondering if the sister was in on it, too. Because when he finally saw him with the werewolf mask, and he starts, like, charging towards the werewolf,
3: mm-hmm. some he got attacked from behind, it looked like. To and me, he fell to the ground. To me, it seemed like he just, uh, so he... he... He runs downstairs and Joseph is standing there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't really talk about the story that Joseph told him regarding the mask, which kind of plays into that scene. Like he tells him at one point to turn off the camera and and Aaron pretends to turn off the camera and then he tells him this story. That's another thing about how Joseph keeps getting him to stick around. Mm -hmm. Like Aaron at one point has completely made up his mind. He's like, I'm walking out the door right now. And then Joseph just goes, I lied to you. And then all of a sudden, Aaron is curious, like, why'd you lie to me? And Joseph tells him this horrible story about, um, you'd have to see the entire movie to really get the context here, but he tells him this story about how the peach fuzz mask is actually part of something that went on between him and his wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was sexual, and it was pretty depraved. And and so when he runs downstairs, and he sees Joseph standing there in that mask, and Joseph starts kind of like, like gyrating his pelvis, his butt you know, on the door. yeah, like, and so, Aaron, <laughs> I <got a> <laughs> and so Aaron's just like, nope, I'm out of here. So he charged at him. I think what happened was he just like he charged him, and they collided. And what looked like him getting attacked from behind was probably just he dropped the camera. Yeah, because obviously he doesn't have his camera at the end of the movie, right? Because then Joseph starts sending him DVDs to his house. Yep, which escalates the creepiness. You
0: assume he dies there, but
3: uh, oh yeah. You, well, you, definitely because what you see is like the next shot that you see is Joseph hauling. Uh, Joseph now is filming himself out in the woods hauling bags filled with something heavy yep. to a to a grave that he's dug shallow grave. And then you find out that Aaron is still alive and he's watching this on a TV uh, on a DVD that Joseph has sent to him. The other thing that <laughs> the the one thing that bothered me. I mean, there were a few things that bothered me about the movie, but the the biggest thing for some reason that bothered me is Joseph ends up sending him a package toward the end of the movie, which has uh, it has a, another DVD and a little stuffed baby wolf
1: mm-hmm.
3: and a knife in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And he says, and and he's trying to like tell him, I'm really not that bad of a guy. I'm just lonely, and I I did all this stuff because I'm just trying to make a connection with somebody. And he's like, he tells him sometimes he's like he's like i saw something in you and like sometimes you just have to kill something that you love and blah 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 and he's like so i sent you this baby wolf and i hid something inside it and he's like some just kill that baby wolf with the knife that i sent you and he sends him he sends him a santoku knife which is for chopping vegetables yeah (laughs) like you don't (laughs) stab shit with a santoku knife i'm like why would this guy's a serial killer He would know better than to send him a knife with a a blunt tip.
0: Well,
2: maybe
3: maybe That's one of the things that I got so caught up on. That's the worst fucking knife to send to somebody. Did he send it to him, though,
2: because that way
3: he knew he couldn't be used as
2: a weapon against him? Maybe later on?
3: I mean, Joseph's been playing him the whole time, though. Do you you really think he was worried about what Aaron was going to do to him? True. I don't think so. Probably not. I think it was just an oversight. Probably not. Like they just—they they said
0: here's a giant
3: butcher knife. Well, like I like a chef's knife—it has a nice, stabby point on it. Right. Like, why well, would you send him a vegetable cutting knife? What
2: kills me about this movie is that after all of this, Aaron still goes and meets him at the very end. He's freaked out. Yet suddenly it's like, oh, well, it's like it's like when you're in a bad relationship with a woman, and she treats you like absolute dog shit. Or a man. Or a man. And and they treat you like dog shit though. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end they're like, I didn't really mean it. Please just come listen to me one more time. That's exactly it. what it is. Such is my love life. <laughs> and um and you always go back. Mm-hmm. You just like, Well, I see the good in this person. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I, I owe them to, to give them one more chance to see if this is for real, right? But mm-hmm. you get a fucking axe to the head. An ax <laughs> in your head. Which, by the way, what a what a really realistic Thud! That yeah. axe hits his head <laughs> at the end of the movie. I, I was I was taken aback by that. Like, oh god, like that, that's, ew, yeah.
3: gnarly. Like that good. he hits them, drops.
2: <laughs> 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 it's pretty. It's pretty gnarly.
3: And Joseph even addresses like he's like he's like you came to meet me, and you know like I appreciated that because mm-hmm. at this point Joseph is now talking to the camera at the end. He's already killed Aaron. It's like you came to meet me, and and I really appreciated that. And he's like. I thought it was weird that you just sat at that park bench and you didn't even look behind you. Why wouldn't you, too? I thought that he's, was weird, too. That was but super even, weird, right?
2: Aaron knew this guy was dangerous. But he, he knew even, everything. Why would you sit to your with your but back Jos-
3: but, to everything? But Joseph even says, he's like, he's like I thought it was weird that you didn't turn around to look for me. And now I know why you didn't do it. And it's because you're the best person who's ever lived. Yeah. And he's like, and that's why I love you so much, and that's why you, you will always be my favorite. Just so f- psychotic. But I mean, it's true. Like Aaron was just a very trusting person. And even though there were all these red flags, he decided to give Joseph the benefit of the doubt.
2: Can the best person still be the
3: stupidest person? Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, there you go. They go hand in hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite part of the movie?
3: Oh, geez. Um, you had to pick a favorite. Um, You go first. I got to think There's about it.
2: There's a part at the end, and I hope you know what I'm talking about. It's a part of the, towards the end of the movie where Joseph has a jump scare to himself. Oh, yeah. And it scared me to down. it really? It really did it? Got me because you don't expect that. You don't expect Which he's that watching sounds, a video. If you right? haven't
3: seen the movie, that sounds confusing. And don't don't explain it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't well, explain he, it. He I jumped,
2: forget. What he literally jump scares himself, yeah. and it's it's like it took me back. I'm watching this upstairs in my room. I'm like, oh god! Like it's the only part of the movie that made me
3: jump. I'm like, yeah.
2: Holy shit! <laughs>
3: uh, I th- honestly like not just because I can't think of a favorite part, but that might be because the one like when I told you about this movie. Mm-hmm. That was one of the parts that I told you about that, said, that yeah. I said... Which I had forgotten about by the time I watched it. I totally I didn't it. expect. Yeah. Because
2: yeah. Why, w- why would you ever expect that? Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense to.
3: Because he's crazy.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, I guess just the way... Just seeing the craziness of how he runs away, how Joseph runs and hides.
3: Yeah. It's... You know,
0: I know it's multiple times throughout the movie, but even at the end when... Uh, aaron's walking around and then he, he moves and you see joseph there standing there in the doorway at, at aaron's house mm-hmm. yep and then he starts coming back around and he jumps and disappears into the bushes yeah and it's just it's, it's that very childish man he like i'm hiding you can't find me
3: it like you like you said earlier just so erratic yeah. and like kind of childlike just and, i, I appreciate that you know yeah like if somebody did that too, if you were walking through the woods with somebody and then just out of nowhere they just turned and started sprinting off into the woods i would freeze i'd be like what just happened why did they just do that
2: i'm gonna turn around and <laughs> i'm gonna walk turn around i
3: sprint back to my car yeah yeah totally absolutely
2: uh so that's that's creep yeah uh, available on netflix give it a watch uh it's it's fantastic it's if you like found footage and you like weird suspenseful Crazy as fuck, people. <laughs> this, is, that's, this is the movie for this you. This will
3: give you exactly um, that.
2: Now, now, even better. Now, I liked Creep Two better than I like the original.
3: I, l- I liked it a lot. I'll be yeah. honest with
2: you, I really did. And it has a lot to do with Creep One, though. Like mm-hmm. I think that you can't have. I mean, granted, you can't have two without one, but like they could have so easily have made. And before we even get into it, same director Mark Duplass is back, obviously playing. Right. Um, playing Aaron this time
3: he plays Aaron he t-
2: he stole the name of the guy that he killed in the first movie and now goes by it in the second movie it's uh-huh. a little bit confusing but it makes sense if you're psychotic now, um,
3: now this movie came so the other one came out in 2014 this one came out in 2017 17. so again uh, as always heavy spoilers go watch yeah. these both on Netflix before you before you listen to this
2: um, so this this time though uh, Mark Duplace's uh character of Aaron Aaron, at this point, is playing opposite of Desiree uh, Akhavan's Sarah. Desiree
3: Akhavan. I had it right. Well, you said Desiree. That's a weird oh, way of oh, saying that. Des- Desiree. Sorry, Desiree. Yeah.
2: Um, um, it's like the singer from the 90s with the... Didn't she, didn't she always wore like a huge hat, like a headdress thing. Desiree, you gotta be cool, you gotta be bad, you gotta be wiser. <laughs> I don't know. Was that Desiree? I don't know who that I is. Maybe <laughs> is that Desiree? The
3: the big headdress thing wasn't she wore? That, I remember. Wasn't I remember. that Erica Badu? Oh that, shit! I think you're right. The furth- <laughs> probably the furthest thing from Desiree you could possibly get. <laughs>
1: corrections for next week.
3: this is uh, a video artist looking for work drives to a remote house in the forest to meet a man claiming to be to be a serial killer, but after agreeing to spend the day with him, she soon realizes that she made a deadly mistake. Uh, so essentially the same setup like this this girl is It's
2: the same setup but that could not be more of a different movie no and that's why i love this it it, it they could have so easily just gone and done up oh, another victim kind of movie they could have easily right. have done that and they don't though they take the road of more explaining him as a person which I, I loved. and they right at the very beginning of the movie they get the elephant in the room right out of the way yeah he's straight up tell I me mean, we'll we'll go back a little bit but like he, they, he straight up tells the, the the victim in this point, or the the person he's opposite at this point, he's a serial killer. All right. Straight up tells it. This whole movie is about him being a serial killer, not him trying to fake something, or trying to, you know, lead up to him being a serial killer.
3: But that's why it was brilliant. Serial C- killer. Serial killer. Cereal killer. <laughs> that's why it was brilliant too, though, because uh, he's being so honest with her, but because he's doing that she doesn't doesn't believe him yeah it's weird yeah like if you he's he's so
2: crazy it sounds comical
3: yeah like if you if you met somebody and they just came right out and said oh yeah i'm a serial killer james
2: i'm a serial killer
3: no you're too much too much of a pussy (laughs) no but seriously if somebody (laughs) if somebody you just met told you yeah i'm a serial killer Mm. and just kind of like like matter of fact like it didn't even like it wasn't even a big thing you wouldn't believe him so and he right. and he kind of banks on that, which he is, does.
2: He does. Yeah. So in Creep Two, uh, you have uh, Mark Duplass playing Aaron and uh, Desiree Akavon playing Sarah. Now Sarah basically she's a, a a video blogger YouTuber. She has like a show basically online. She has a
3: show called Encounters. Encounters, and she basically she she finds
2: lonely people on Craigslist that want encounters from any person to do anything. And she basically tries to find the the heart and humanity in the people that ask for and do these kind of weird things.
3: Right. Like she meets a guy who wants uh, to be babied. To be babied. Like she, you know, like act like my mommy for the day. So weird. There's one guy who just wants somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Just a lonely guy who sure. wants somebody to talk to. There's one guy <laughs> and who they
2: stare awkwardly in a jacuzzi. Yeah.
3: <laughs> There's one guy who drops acid and makes pottery. <laughs> Stuff like that and basically the show sucks like yeah, she's not she, getting any viewers at all. She's like
2: what 49 hits or something like that on one of the episodes Nine hits or Nine something hits, yeah. yeah.
3: So so she 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 basically resigns herself to the fact that this is going to be my last episode. Yep. Like this show sucks, nobody cares about it. I'm going to go do this one more job because it seems intriguing. It'll be, it'll be the, like the, guy's the not season giving, ender. Right. The guy's not giving me any any information but I'm going to go because it seems like it might be interesting. Yeah. And so she shows up, and she meets Joseph, and uh, things get crazy right away.
2: Almost right away, yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, the, their first interaction is him offering her uh, a green smoothie. So they which, go from there, you, which is...
2: What I loved about that scene is she goes to knock on the door. She shows up to his house.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: She knocks on the door. Door is
3: the a door. jar. Yeah.
2: So she knocks on it, and it opens. She walks in. And he's making a smoothie. Back his back is to her. He's making these smoothies. And he goes, "Do you want a smoothie?" She goes, "No." Still, and, he, and then he still pours her one anyway and brings it to her, and she drinks it, which means he already realizes right there that she's complicit.
3: She didn't say no. Yes, yeah, she did. She said okay. Are you sure? Yeah, because I, like I told you, I was, I was actually, I was watching this movie while I was on my elliptical machine. Okay. And so I had the subtitles on. I had the, I had the, I had the volume cranked but I also had the subtitles on okay, well, just in case I missed any of the quiet moments. And, that uh, she shoots says, a
2: hole in that entire theory <laughs> that I have. Done. <laughs> yeah,
3: she, she, she says, okay. What I loved is that she walks in and she scans the whole kind of uh, bottom level of this house mm-hmm. and doesn't see him, and she even scans that part, like the kitchen, and then she turns off to her right, and then all of a sudden the blender comes on and she spins around and he's suddenly there with his back to her. Like where did he come from? What the hell? Where was he? you know, yeah. um, but so he offers her a smoothie. They sit down to start having they they sit down to start talking about what they're gonna do, and opens he opens
2: with a hug again, yeah, he opens as, a same thing yeah we didn't movie. we
3: didn't say that, but in the first movie, he's like, let's just get this out of the way, because like, this is gonna be normal by the end of the day, let's hug, yep, and um uh, he likes to be affectionate with the people that mm-hmm. he's uh. That he's stalking. He's way
2: more animated in this movie. I thought, like in the first movie, he's creepy and he's like he does things like intentionally. Yeah. This movie, though, I felt like because he's it's more about him. He's not putting on a front, and what we're seeing is more of like him as the person. He's still playing a role, yes, but like he's, it's more of the pure crazy, Aaron, like or Joseph, whatever you want to call him.
3: I've got thoughts about that. Like I, uh, like like I agree with you. But at the same time, was he, was he still playing a character? Because he was trying. Like,
2: is his whole life a character at this point? Though? I think so. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm not sure that there is a. He's a, is he's a, a
3: sociopath. So
2: he? the the closest you're gonna get to the real version of him though is the character. Of that you get in the second movie, I think you know, he's a realist about himself and he's being completely honest. Yet he can't turn off that other side of him either. You know, he just can't do it. He's always trying to push your buttons. He's always trying to scare you. He's always trying to do this and that. That's a part of like his DNA now at this point.
3: And that's one of the things I loved about this movie is uh, in the first movie, he like we said, he kept hiding and jumping out at Joseph. Mm-hmm. Like the that's where the jump scares came in that movie. And you he just, keep and he keeps doing that to, um, Sarah. to Sarah. Doesn't and, work. And it, and it has no effect on her. And you, but it has an effect on him. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that every time he does it and she doesn't react, it's like
2: eating at his soul. Yeah, like it's, it's like the... <laughs> why the
3: Like why aren't my tricks working on her? It's 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 pretty cool, and it and it really starts to break him down. You think anyway. Like uh, that's why I'm saying. Like is was the whole like. Was he really going through a midlife crisis the whole time, or was just, or was this whole thing just his story this time around?
2: I don't know. I I, I tend to think that it's a little bit of both. Like yeah. the whole The whole point of him calling her and hiring a videographer is that he wants to leave behind a a, a story for his son. A legacy. A legacy. Yeah. He wants his son to. He's he talks about his brain tumor. I think we talked about this already. He's got the brain tumor or whatever.
3: Oh, he doesn't mention that in this movie. No, in the, in this movie, all he's talking about is he he's 40 now and he's basically going through like a midlife crisis where he is a serial killer and he's killed 39 people, but there's no joy in it anymore. Like, he just feels like it's a job at this point. And so he figured that his... The best thing that he could do is to create a documentary about himself to really to really like showcase his life's work
2: these two movies it's funny I I goof on that and I, and I know why I watched these movies back to back and it might not be the greatest thing to do same night? Uh, well a day apart Oh. so the first movie was very fresh when I was watching the second movie which typically isn't a bad thing the, the these movies are shot so similarly though I'm getting parts a little bit like jumbled yeah because they're very similar and they happen very close to each other right um yeah wow (laughs) yep that happened
3: (laughs) so so basically he sits her down it's the monologue that you hear at the beginning of the episode where he says i just i i want to make this documentary Mm -hmm. and she just thinks he's just kind of a nutty guy who is more than likely not a serial killer but just wants... He's delusional. He's he del- thinks
2: he's a serial killer, but he's not.
3: Or just wants to, or, yeah, just wants to, for some reason, put this message out into the world. Because mm-hmm. who in their right mind would tell you that they're a serial killer? That I doesn't make some, any sense.
2: I can see somebody being super lonely and being, like, suicidal, and then but wanting to leave behind a legacy. So he's going to make up this big, elaborate story. And Well, people remember me by this, and I tell them I did this. you know, I, is, I can see that. Which see?
3: is what was kind of brilliant about this movie, because that's exactly what he gets into toward the end of the movie. He starts telling her, like, like, all this stuff that he told her, which was 100% factual. He is a serial killer. He has killed 39 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going through some sort of midlife crisis, which you see at the beginning of the movie, because you see him kill somebody else at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and and he gets no joy out of it. Yeah, which was his thirty ninth uh, victim. And he's been so truthful with her, but then he starts to spin his lies into the truth to keep her around. You know, yes. like he he starts he starts setting. I think he, he legitimately
2: starts... likes her. I think he legitimately starts to have some sort of like normal human interaction bonding with this woman.
3: Not normal, because, not normal human, but, like, well, the closest thing to normal that he can yeah, get. Yeah,
0: like, like
2: because she doesn't fall for his shit. Right. And she sees right through him. Right. And he both equally hates it and loves it is kind of what I get from his character. And I think that he is changing his approach on the fly a lot of the movie. Um, it's worth it to say, too, that both of these movies, uh, especially the first movie, um, there was virtually zero script for these movies. Oh, really? Everything was improvised. The first movie had, like, we're going to be in a car, and we're going to go to here, and that's it. Like, But all the dialogue, everything was improvised.
3: It is all very organic. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's why it comes across the way that it does. And even in the second movie, it's all very just, like, on-the-cuff, you know, kind of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps in in the him being a weird dude, though. Because when he's thinking about what to say... It's because Mark Duplass is thinking about what to say. You right. know, like it's very organic because it's it's true. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I think that has a lot to do with with the character and everything else.
3: That's that that makes me because uh, like I said, my pretty much my only exposure to Mark Duplass before this was The League. Mm-hmm. I think there were a couple other uh, like roles that I not necessarily memorable stuff, but it makes me respect him even more because if he's there there's some pretty dark places that he goes to in this movie where Mm -hmm. if he was making stuff up on the fly or or
2: where did that come from yeah like
3: (laughs) that's that's pretty damn good you know Mm -hmm. um but so he yeah he's trying all of his typical tricks on her trying to jump out and scare her it's not working and then he just gets like, starts getting brutally honest with her, just saying stuff like, um, not, not necessarily honest, like not that he's going to kill her, but like, what if I told you I was going to, you know, like, like he, cuddle fuck your head. Yeah, <laughs> what if I, what if I told you that at the end of this road, I'm going to cut your head off and cuddle fuck it. <laughs> you know? like, and, and she's pretty unfazed by the whole right. thing. There are a few moments where she slips off. She's been off.
2: around so much shit, though, that this She's is just seen, like another yeah. walk in the park for her. Right? Like, even though, even though she has, she does see the warning signs though, because she puts a knife in her boot at one point in time, mm-hmm. and she and she talks to the camera, not knowing what she should do. But she, one, and this is one of the things I loved is you could see the con, the confliction in her head. Like she goes, "I know this could potentially go bad and go south, but I need this for my encounter to show. Like, yep. I need this." And I don't actually believe him, even though he scares me. I need and you this. Can, you can see this back and forth as she goes on in her head.
3: You know, there's even parts where he seems scared. Like there's like he he's trying. I think he like one of the things I think he gets off on is shocking the person, like shocking his uh, his his victims. Yeah. And the jump scares weren't working on her, so. And, and he even says, like, okay, I'm a serial killer, and I want you to make a documentary. Are you into it? And she goes, yeah, I'm into it. And and he, he seems taken aback by yeah, that. Like, he's oh, jeez, like, I didn't expect oh. that. So he's like, okay, wait here. And he runs upstairs for, like, oh my God. 15 <laughs> seconds, and he runs back down, and he's got a towel on. And oh, it, and, my God. And it's another, like, shock tactic. Like, he's like, I feel like, I feel like uh, one of the main things that happens between a man and a woman, one of the biggest barriers is... Uh, a man sees a woman, a woman sees a man. And, and one of the things that you think about is, what does this person look like naked? And I'll admit, I, I've been thinking about that since you got here. I'll so, admit,
2: I think that about everyone.
3: <laughs> and so, and, and right, so Jay, he's, he's
2: standing,
3: <laughs> I've already seen Jay's cock, it's beautiful. <laughs> and so he says, he says, so I, I think that's a barrier that we should break down right now. And she's like, okay. And he's like, oh, okay. He so whips it off. So he drops his towel. If if I, you ever want to see Mark Duplass's dick, like there's there's a good two minutes of it in I this movie. I
2: listen. I couldn't not stare at his dick. <laughs> I could
0: not do it. Like it's
3: just I'm, second nature. It's, well, it's for, like right
2: there. It's like how do you just not look at it? Like it's it's not that not even a sexual thing. It's just like there's a dick like,
0: there's i am right not look at now, it now question for you did they use the stunt cock no 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 no
2: <laughs> one of my
3: one of my favorite things about this is because I, as as guys he
2: looks uncomfortable oh yeah
3: looks well, super well, like uncomfortable. i said like he he seems like he's trying to get a shot uh, like get a rise out of her like trying to shock her and she's just completely okay with everything that he's doing so he rips off the towel expecting her to like oh like and and he's just standing there awkwardly in front of the fireplace and one of my favorite things is he does the you we all know as guys sometimes when you're like you know you're walking through the mall or something your nuts get stuck to your leg and <laughs> and it's not it's not acceptable to like reach down and pull them away so we do like this funny little walk <laughs> where we have to like get them unstuck it's a dance and he does that at one point he's he's standing there like like this with his cock just hanging (laughs) and you can see him like staring at the camera and he starts to get uncomfortable and he just goes... <laughs> <laughs> and like shifts a little bit to unstick his shit.
0: That's almost the same move he did when in the first one when he had the werewolf mask on. It, it was like a, kind of
3: like a little gyration. Yeah. <laughs> that just like that was a funny little detail that I'm guessing was probably like an on the fly sort of thing where he's just like, I think his he, nuts
2: were stuck to his yeah. leg. <laughs>
3: And then, and and he, so he thinks he's going to get some sort of reaction, shock, like a, a shocked reaction out of this. And then she's like, All right, is it my turn now? Totally takes him off guard. Yeah, and he's like, Oh, oh, oh okay. And she goes, Okay, here, take the camera. And then she strips down and in front of him. She
2: realizes, though, at this point, though, this is how he's she's keeping him. Right. She's playing him just as much as he's playing her. Exactly. And she knows it. Uh, and, and she's still continues to go ahead with it though even though after that she she takes the camera after she strips down in front of him she takes the camera and goes to the bathroom and she's like this guy is legitimately crazy and this and that and she's scared yeah yeah she still makes the decision to trust that he's not a serial killer and go along with it mm-hmm. and she
0: might even think have to think too that um if she doesn't play into it and go along with that that he might Get mad and kill her.
2: Sure,
3: absolutely. You know, like if absolutely. With a sealer, I don't. You I don't think that. I don't think that he was expecting her to just strip down in front of him. Though, <laughs> you know. No. Like I think I. I th- everything that he does is to to try and make the other person uncomfortable. But also he has ways of keeping them around. Yeah. So when she did that, he's it, it kind of freaked him out a little bit. And I thought but it was nah. kind of. I thought it was kind of telling too. I mean, whether they whether they did this just for the the benefit of the actress which I don't think that she would have had a zoomed problem in. or not they but like in. he as the character he takes the camera from her and she starts to strip down and he zooms in on her face rather than focusing on her whole body and like well, that just
2: judging from her armpits there probably wasn't much to see anyway
3: <laughs> just saying
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes she was
3: she, she had very hairy armpits um, but I think that I think that spoke to him as a character about like how uncomfortable he was in that moment. Well I don't Because like was... she started to strip down and he
2: That's not how I took that.
3: Well how did you it? I took it? that
2: as he's focusing on her eyes. Because they always say the eyes is the window of the soul. Yeah. And if you focus on people's eyes you can really see get a sense of how people are reacting. Okay. And he I took that as he wanted to like just stare straight at her eyes. Right. And get a feel for how she was. Okay. That's how I took it. Yeah that's a good it point. was probably from a filmmaker's standpoint it was probably because she probably didn't want to stand there naked you know at least on camera you know what i'm saying i, I and i totally get that there was like a brief shot of her boobs but like mm-hmm. quickly moved past it and it was just her face yeah. that's probably a filmmaker's choice as well
3: i feel like people i feel like the I, I feel like people would have thought of that as like just a <laughs> even though you just cheap got, way to even though you utility. just got done staring at mark duplass's cock for 2 minutes I feel like people would have sure. said like, oh, this is just a shameful, uh, just a, sh- nude scene. Yeah, yeah, just like a, sure. Yeah. Like which a, is, a reason to show a nude woman on film,
2: which is why, like I said, I, I think that had more to do with her face and her eyes and how she was looking at him and yeah. the feeling behind her expressions. That's how I took it at least. Okay, And, I, and I, think yeah, it worked. I think it worked a little bit better. Um, he, one of the, one of the things we're talking about is that he, uh, from the first movie, I had mentioned at the beginning of the of talking about this one is that the first movie or the second movie cannot exist without without the first. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that drives that point home is that he actually shows her the video of him killing Aaron at the end of the first movie. Right. And they use that as a plot device to really drive the narrative forward in the second movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very smart. They could have they could have like I said they could have easily just done a whole another story, and that was it right. with him right and they didn't though they're very much like the the first movie and the second movie they're very symbiotic of each other you know they're they, they one exists because of the other they they can't really exist outside of each other right um and and the care the original character of aaron plays a big part in this movie because it's like his last thing he's trying to show this to her and And she's not fazed by it. She thinks it's fake or whatever, and it's bothering the hell out of him because here he is. He killed this dude, and she doesn't even believe it. Mm -hmm. He showed her. She doesn't believe it. Yeah. That's frustrating him. And I, I almost believe that there is a part in this movie where he actually falls in love with her as much as he's capable of doing that. And I think it's right after the scene where he's super depressed Mm -hmm. and he's down in the jacuzzi Mm -hmm. which what a weird awesome rock basement with a jacuzzi in it (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was awesome uh he's listening to this terrible 90s jam band and she turns it off she gets into the jacuzzi behind him and starts massaging him Mm -hmm. and you get the look on his face like this is the first actual human interaction he's ever had and he falls in love with her right then right then and there in that spot which makes him Want to kill her even more because um, there's some weird like sexual perversion behind the killing. I'm
3: still kind of up in the air about that though, like whether or not like he at this point for the most part he's been truthful to her, mm-hmm. but is he still just kind of
2: truthful to a point though?
3: Is he still just kind of playing a character though? Like is uh like is is he is all of this just manipulation to keep her around because he because he. Once he starts, he basically tell starts telling her toward the end of the movie, I, I figured out what I want to do. I want you to kill me yeah. on film. That's going to be that's, that's going to be my legacy. That's going to make like, why should I why should I make just a 40th film of me killing another person? If you kill me on film, it'll be my magnum opus. It's going to be per, the perfect way to end things. Yeah. Knowing that she's not she's not a murderer, she's not gonna kill him. And well
2: that's the whole point then, though. So, that's the so whole point she, though, is he, to make a murderer out of somebody who's not
3: <laughs> well so he lays down on the table and says, Here, chop my head off with an axe. He knows she's not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't. And then he says, Okay, I got an even better idea. I'm gonna go up here and I'm gonna hang myself and mm-hmm. if you don't help me, then you're complicit in the murder and then that way it's still cool. But if you do help me, then, you know, that's, like... Uh, well, he doesn't say if you do help worst, me. He's, worst, worst case basically, scenario, you help me. Yeah, worst case scenario. But if you don't help me, you're still complicit in the murder. You're still a murderer showing you murdering me, and and that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then he hangs himself, and she helps him. And then she... This is when she finally freaks out. She's had enough. And she's like, no, fuck you. Like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't believe you put me in this position. And then he says, "Wait here!" And he runs and he grabs something. He comes back in. And he says, "Look, it's a harness. Yeah. I had a harness." Now, do you on the think whole he was time. actually
2: wearing the harness?
3: I think so. Yeah, I think this entire, like, I think the entire time, he was just playing a character. I don't think he ever intentionally, like, he knew she wasn't going to chop his head off. Why would he even have the harness if he wasn't actually going to use how it? How would she?
2: The thing is this though. How. If you're, if you're saving somebody, right, she's, because basically he's, he jumps off the, the second story of the house mm-hmm. over the balcony, she has to jump up on the couch and save him. There's no way that she would not have felt or noticed that he was wearing a harness while trying to get him down from she there. She was only holding him by the legs. And I guess that it broke or whatever, but I don't know. It, seemed, it seems far-fetched to me like she wouldn't see the harness, which makes me think that he wasn't wearing it.
3: I mean, in that, in that moment, would you really take notice of a, something that a, a person was wearing it's underneath pretty, their clothes? It's pretty bulky. My, no way. It, was, yeah. it was a couple of straps. That's all it was. I don't know. I don't know.
2: It, seems to me, it
3: seems to me like she would have noticed it. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Maybe I'm wrong. It yeah, seems who knows. to me like she
3: would have noticed it, though. Suspension or disbelief. That's exactly it. Um, now, with her
0: not believing him as a serial killer, even after seeing the videos, do you think yeah. that could have been her way of keeping in that mindset, okay, I'm just going to get through this. This isn't real. Just to keep her own sanity through it
3: all. I, I honestly think the whole time she basically just thought he was just a weird dude who wanted attention, and she thought that it was going to make for a good episode of her show.
2: Well, and it's weird because after the the attempted hanging, mm-hmm. he brings the harness out and then basically feeds this big lie to her about how he just he's lonely. He's and, like, and uh, he, he, yeah. he knew that she had a show, and he wanted to be the perfect character, and this and that. Well, it and then was...
3: at, at that point, he says, "Am I a serial killer? No, no. I'm not a serial killer. Yeah. Am I a sociopathic liar? Absolutely. And which and... basically
2: means, yes, I am a
3: serial killer. Well, like, no, I mean, no, was... you don't, no, just being a. Being a sociopath doesn't make you a killer. No, he
2: says the word liar though. So it's basically it's like, Am I a serial killer? No. Am I a liar? Yes. Oh, Which yeah. means
3: yes, I am a serial killer. Yeah, double like a double, <laughs> like, like a double he, negative kind of thing. He does it
2: right in a row,
3: yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's all very clever because he's telling her the truth the whole time, but at the same time hiding it behind lies. And so he says to her, Am I a serial killer? No. Am I a liar? Yes and it gets her to stick around and he's basically saying like I, yeah I'm a sociopath I don't know how to connect with people but I you're the closest thing that I've ever felt to a connection so I just wanted to I just wanted to show you I I wanted to do something for you the best way that I know how which is by lying and being my my own crazy self and giving you the best episode of your show that you've ever had which gets her to completely change her mind she and gets starts her to stick around. She with
0: him, though. Like, oh,
2: yeah. I, she literally, like I said, there's the time, even though she was doing it intentionally in the jacuzzi and she was like massaging and whatever, there was a, there, I, there's still a part of me that thinks that she got into that a little bit too much. You know, she, she felt a connection with him. Oh, she really I feel did. like
3: she definitely felt and, a connection with him. But whether or not he actually felt some sort of connection with her. Is what I question. Well, fair enough. I think he was just grooming her the whole time. Fair like, enough. He but got even after her, this, though, he got her to kind of fall for him in a way, and that was like that was the ultimate deception. And
2: at the end, when he comes clean, she goes, "Oh, here's the real person." Right. She, fall- I, I, she I, I swear to God, she starts smitten with him even more. Falls mountain to the woods again, like. And she's all with him, like she's suddenly happy-go-lucky. Where are we going? Where are you taking me? Like, but
3: at that point, I think It's a whole like mood shift. At that point, though, like they're they're talking and they're having like fun conversation. She's she's saying like or like they play hide and seek, you know, yeah. And he's chasing her with a knife, but he's doing it in a very playful way. And I don't th- like at that point, she doesn't think that he's a killer. Yeah, she just thinks that he's uh, just this crazy lonely guy who wants to give her a good a good episode and so she's going along with it and when they start hiking out into the woods he drops the same line that he told her earlier one. when when they were watching the the video of him killing Aaron and she's like what are we watching what is this she keeps asking questions and he's like all good things come to those who wait and then as they're walking out into the woods she keeps asking him where are we going where are we going all good things come to those who wait and then they finally get out there and he shows her what he's what he's going to show her and then she finally realizes. I think he might be serious yeah. about this.
2: Um, I, I want to talk about the ending. I almost sort of don't.
3: No, yeah, um, let's not. I mean, yeah, it's We've funny, how, a lot of spoilers it's away, funny but... how we we spoil almost everything <laughs> on this show, but we like to keep some things hidden. So I, yeah. Let's just let's not talk about the end. Let's just
2: the ending's kind of crazy. The the ending. Um, I thought he was doing something different than he actually was personally, because the way they had the camera set up, it was mm. zoomed in, focused on her face, and you don't know exactly—you know, something's happening, but you don't know what is happening, and you don't know who it's happening to. Um, the movie does set itself up, though, for a third, which is not um, spoiler territory necessarily, because they've announced they like they've talked about for the longest time. This is a trilogy.
3: Oh, they have. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, uh, Mark De and the the. What's his name? Blake Shelton.
3: Patrick, Patrick Patrick Price. And <laughs> Blake Shelton. <laughs> um,
2: they uh, they've talked about this is this is a trilogy. Oh cool. So that that was known to me even before I saw this movie. Oh yeah. That's, um, that's so depending cool. on that being said though, this movie is fucked up. It could have ended anyway, and they still could have done like a fucking a trilogy.
3: Out I of really like the way it ended. Personally, as, as do I, it's which
2: makes me really interested how they're going to do the second the third movie. Um, based yeah. on how that ended, like it's interesting to me. Yeah. So I'm into it. Yep. I, um yeah.
3: Well, that's it, right? Yeah, we, uh, that's we gave we you all up. of the spoilers <laughs> except for one. So I, I don't know. Go, let, go watch the last five minutes we of gave, the movie. <laughs> we gave
2: you the cinematic blue balls.
3: That's that's what we did. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Um, cool. So that's it then. That's it. That's Creep One and Creep Two. They're both on Netflix. If you haven't seen them and you're still listening to this, then there's no point but uh, hopefully you went and you watched them and you came back and you listened to this. So.
2: I mean, there's no point. Still watch them.
3: Well, yeah, still watch them. They're yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, not horror, That's you know, <laughs> <laughs> at the Buzzed Kill Podcast.
2: Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzed kill PC. You can also find the video for Creep, by TLC on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, also another uh, great creep title.
0: Yeah. Maybe the Radiohead creep too, if you will.
2: You can find the great, oh, great song. I hate Radiohead, but I love that song.
3: <laughs> they won't even to play say. it live anymore. <laughs> Pretentious bastards.
2: Do we have an iTunes still? We do. Uh, we do. Check we, it out. You can yeah. find us on iTunes. Uh, give us uh give us a, let's see here.
3: Give us a give us like a don't don't rate us this week. Yeah, don't rate us. No stars. No stars. No
2: stars. Save all those stars for your next murder victim. (laughs) (laughs)
3: And be a creep. Let us know let us know if you think it's weird that Mike doesn't grow any body hair except for on his toes. That's weird, right? It's I, sh- I do shave my toes. <laughs> it's a true story. If you want to find J J J you can find
0: me on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs.
2: You can also find Clay's Lemon Drops in your local uh, Arbor Drugs.
3: Uh, actually, well, maybe an Ace Hardware. Uh, it looks got, like an Ace Hardware store. Candy. I got these at Michaels, so oh, uh, you go. could also find them at Michaels.
2: Come to my house, and you can get lemon <laughs> drops. All right, fuck it. This guy ends
3: <laughs> All right. We're out, Cheers, uh, boys, cheers. cheers boys. We're pretty good glass bottles. <laughs>